This is the McGavin Fry's Movie Podcast. Yes, hello, good afternoon. My name is Gavin. My name is Ian. And we are a movie podcast. We talk about movie-related news, and sometimes we review some movies if we've seen them. If we have. Um, today, I shall be reviewing John Wick, um, Keanu Reeves' triumphant return to the action genre, and I'll also be doing a quick review of um, the Zach Braff Kickstarter-funded project, Wish I Was Here. I'll be reviewing Jack shit, and I didn't get a chance <laughs> to see anything. First, you had me going for a second. <laughs> I actually thought, hey, he's got something. <laughs> but what I'll do is something I've been meaning to talk about forever, which is Attack on Titan, uh, the anime show that came out, I think it was middle of this year. Beginning it's interesting, because you've watched it, and I've read it. Yes. Um, and now, after lending you, after lending you the, uh, the first couple of volumes... It doesn't really make a difference whether you read it or watch it, because it's very, very similar. It is, but there are differences, and I'll get to those. So right, right, that's right, why right. I thought it would make an excellent conversation topic, and I you're kind so. of jumping ahead so. in the, in the so. whole plan there. So have you seen the entire anime series? There's only one series of it. No, I know, but like, uh, yes. there's, there's a few apps. You know, oh, yeah. Have you seen everything? Yeah. So you're a bit further along than I have, because I haven't read everything. Yeah. I think I did see a trailer for one of those, you know, those OVA things that's mm-hmm. like a mm-hmm. side story. It's one of those side story crap things. Yeah. I'm not, not terribly interested in that, because there's far too many mysteries in the main show as it is. Yeah. But, uh... It's basically fan service, I understand, but uh, I'll talk my way out. All right, very good, very good. We'll get to that in a minute. Yeah. Uh, Before we get started, uh, if you would like to uh, ask us any questions or if you think we're fucking full of shit and you want to just give us a hard time, you can email us at podcast at mcyappenfries.com. Yeah, it's podcast at mcyappenfries.com. You can also... Tweet us. Uh, I'm at Twitter at McNasty Prime, and I'm at Gabyap. Or if you want to see how you know what what amazing pictures we take, uh, my uh, Instagram is uh, Gabyap77. Just to be awkward. Just well, because there was there was already a Gabyap. Yeah. Yeah, which really surprised me. I wonder if it's me. Uh, that's why my car, that's why I chose McNasty. You're already on there. You forgot from back from back when you didn't know how to use the computer. Probably. I'm scared to find out. Yeah. You know, if it's me, I'm just going to feel like such a horse's ass. <laughs> I've been blocking myself and I have this separate thing. You've been cock blocking yourself for years. Uh, 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 yeah, Instagram, Twitter, LO. Uh, I got on LO as well, which is just a dice, which is great. Uh, LO is like an ad free one. Um, Xbox Live, uh, Steam, I think yeah, it's, it's all like, Nasty Prime. Just stop. <laughs> <laughs> We're, I found him on Steam. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck off, I'm playing Monkey Island. Stop asking me about Interstellar. Do you play Monument Valley? No. But I think that's a PS thing. I'm not sure. Is it on the iPhone as well? It's on the iPhone as well. It's on iPhone. It's on Android as well. Are you playing Monument Valley? No, no. uh, I only just found out about it. I... And I'll get to that in a little bit. Like, when we get to the cool stuff, <laughs> I've got something for the cool stuff okay. that, that ended up me sort of, like, discovering, oh, Monument Valley, this is cool. What is this? Yeah. <laughs> I'm learning. Yeah. We still need to do that uh, other podcast or radio show where we teach you how to play video games. That will be fun. Yeah. That will be fun. And I do have some, there's, there's a whole uh, renaissance in like retro looking games that are like one button presses that would be very good to get you started on. It is bizarrely tragic. You know, I do find it quite tragic that we didn't record you trying to teach me Halo. Yeah. Because that was like, that was, wow. You, you really get a sense of uh, how far technology has come and... You know, Since how, Super Mario Brothers won. Well, you know, to be fair, you know, I, I played a lot of Raiden. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, just pointed. You know, uh, Street Fighter 2 is probably, you know, Street Fighter 2 was a really hot game the last time I. <laughs> it's like, yeah, it was like pretty cool, right? It's like it was I, hip. You know, I still think of Street Fighter 2 as a very relevant, um, you know, very current sort of 
bit of gaming. Okay, we're going well off topic, but so do Capcom because they just keep re releasing it every five years to try and make some money. Like they've never they've gone to Street Fighter threes, but they've never been. Street Fighter 2. I think, you know, like the Street Fighter cast, they've beat, beaten the shit out of each other so many times that now, like, they bring in new casts and now it's like Street Fighter versus DC or some yeah. shit, right? It's like you got they've done that a couple of times. Ken, Ken versus, versus Batman. Yeah. You know, Capcom versus Marvel. Is it Marvel or DC? Marvel versus Capcom. Yeah. Ma Marvel versus Capcom. Yeah, the right. third one of those is supposed to be insane. I think at the end of it, you fight Galactus, so it's just like <laughs> a hand at the side. I'd love to see, I'd, I'd love to see Galactus fight Dalsim. Yeah. You know, just, uh, I want to see how far that Yoga Flame can go. Yeah, it's like Yoga Flame and just boot crush. Yoga, Yoga Flame. But like, the, the most popular Street Fighter 4 recently was just, like, they did it in 3D. But it stays in 2D. Do you know what I mean? It just looks slightly prettier. Ah. So they it, like, they just do the same thing over and over again. Cool. But that's a that's a podcast. That's 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 a content idea for another day. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, every week there's like another fucking Marvel casting announcement. Yeah, there was um, one just this morning, right? Was it yes, yesterday? Uh, I think it was. I think it was today, actually. Yeah. Uh, where they've announced the people that they're looking at for the uh, Jessica Jones and Luke Cage Netflix show. Yeah. Um, for Jessica Jones, they're uh, they, they're looking at uh, Kristen Kristen Ritter, uh, mm -hmm. who is in Breaking Bad. She was, was also the don't, don't, don't tell, trust the bitch don't trust the don't trust the bee in twenty three. Yeah, twenty three, where James Vanderbeek plays himself. Uh, Alexandra uh, Daddario from um, Percy Jackson. Teresa Palmer. She's also in True Detective. Hmm? I still I haven't seen True Detective. No. Yet. Uh, Teresa Palmer, who is uh, Take Me Home Tonight, Warm Bodies, and Jessica. De go? De go? I don't even know which one she is on Arrow. From so. I, I haven't seen Arrow yet, so yeah. I don't know. Um, and I haven't seen Percy Jackson, so yeah. I don't know. Out of all of these, I don't really like any of them. But yeah, uh, I, took, I think Starburst have a photo comparison of them all, and none of them sell that normal yeah. girl look that Jessica Jones has. Yeah, I mean, the only one that I'm kind of familiar with is Kristen Ritter, and she was good in Breaking Bad, but not at all what I would imagine for no. Jessica Jones. No. Um, you know, it's like because I mean, she was kind of mouse. I mean, I don't. know, It's not. It's it's not derogatory, but she's kind of a mousy person. Like she's kind of very ordinary looking, and yeah. Kristen Ritter isn't. Like she just has. She's kind of. She's very, no, but you know, Kristen she's, Ritter's she's got a little bit. You know, Kristen Ritter, Kristen Ritter's very contemporary, very quirky. Yeah, and she, know, but so she's the amount. Of, I mean, I was. I just thought she was the B in twenty apartment twenty three, but I heard her. Uh, Nerdist interview. She seems quite cool, hmm, hmm. but she had been, I think, a model, and they don't, Jessica Jones is not a model. Yeah, like it's not being weirdly sexist or that. It's just like she was a very much a normal person who happened to get powers and then happened to lose them. Yeah, I mean, like, Jessica Jones for me is kind of like a Natasha Lyonne kind of... Kind, kind of Lyon? character. Natasha Lyonne. I mean, I can tell you what she's been in, but you won't know anything recent. Like, she's the uh, the chick who gives... She's the chick from American Pie. Not not the... Not the... Not Alison Hannigan. Not, not Tara Reid. Not, um... You know, the one who basically is... Not Mena Subari. No, the one, the one who talks shit, the one with curly hair, the one who is in Down and Out in Beverly Hills. Okay. Um, she does a lot of indie stuff. Um, and she's she had an arc on New Girl as well. Um, okay. If I show her a picture of her, you'll, you'll, yeah. you'll know. I mean, but she's got that sort of cool, tough chick, tough New Yorker chick kind, yeah. of, kind of vibe, you know, while still being kind of hot. Yeah. You know, and uh, and that's kind of roughly what I picture with, with, with Jessica Jones, something like that. I mean, I trust Marvel. They haven't taken a wrong, wrong step yet with any of their casting, but yeah. just taking a look at this, um, none of these chicks make me think of Jessica Jones. No. Um, and then when it comes to their the people they're looking at for Luke Cage, looking at Lan Lance Gross from Crisis. What's Crisis? Crisis is a show with um, Rachel Taylor and Gillian Anderson. 
Oh. Uh, it's supposed to be quite good. Um, I mean, I've seen ads for it. I haven't seen it yet. Never even heard um, of it. Because I'm still trying to catch up on fucking TV. I just started watching House of Cards. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm really behind on TV. I mean, I... I t- it's like every time I'm every time I want to watch more TV, I talk to someone who watches a lot of TV, and then I think, you know what? Maybe I don't need to watch so much. <laughs> and uh, Mike Calder from the uh, the Good Wife and the following, mm. um, I do know what that guy looks like. And between the two, Mike Calder looks more like mm. Cage than he's in that Halo Nightfall thing. I think that Ridley Scott was involved in, mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. which is on the Halo Five disc. I, the only thing I saw about that was someone I was following on Twitter said like. They watched one or two. The episodes are on the disc for the recent Halo collection thing. Yeah. And they watched a couple of episodes. And just after giving about the lighting and some other stuff, they just had to give up. They said, this looks awful. So those are the two, those are the two people they're looking at for, um, Luke Cage. It says, it says here that, um, Luke Cage is scheduled to appear in, um, so like seven or eight. Yeah. Six, six and se- uh, six to seven episodes of uh, Jessica Jones before he gets, before his series is launched. Okay. And his is a 13 episode series. Yeah. Um, and uh, also, I, I think that uh, his his uh, his series is going to come after Iron Fist. Oh, okay. Um, so they might be doing a similar sort of thing where they will probably introduce Jessica Jones in Daredevil. Huh. Um, and uh, unlike the DC uh, setup, these will all tie into the cinematic, uh, the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Huh. No, I mean, I've said it many times, I'm very excited about mm. about this. I mean, it's a very, very clever way to experiment with the the smaller characters, the yeah. lesser-known characters. Um, Netflix is, is just doing an amazing job these days with their content. Yeah. Them um, and Amazon are, like, making all sorts of things that, it's like, these content producers are, like, you know, in, in five or six years' time, the TV networks won't exist, and it will just be these guys doing it. But by that point, will they have started shoveling out this the crap that the networks do? Well, I hope that it never comes to that. You know, I mean, I, I think... You know, you still got a lot of good TV coming out of the networks as well. I mean, mm. this is just another, it's just another platform. I mean, there is the danger, of course, that everything is going to become very, you know, just the whole market is just going to become so saturated that it's going to be hard for good shows to do well because there's just so many, yeah. there's just so many, um, you know, shows out there. It's like that, that, that same sort of thing that Lucas and Spielberg were talking about with the whole thing about the movie industry imploding because of too many tentpoles. Yeah. You know, you're doing too many temples and there's they not, can't, they can't possibly fabric. all, all be hits. Yeah. <laughs> and all you need is one flop or two flops can, you know, kill a cinema, can kill, you know, a, uh, kill, studio. kill a studio. Yeah. So I think it's really, really, really clever what they're doing with Netflix. Uh, um, you know, as, as excited as, as, as excited as I am about the DC roster, I, I'm, I've never been more terrified <laughs> for, for a group of films, you know, it's like, Jesus <laughs> Christ. I mean, can you imagine being the people involved? In Batman v Superman, yeah. just knowing that, like, if you you, fuck you up. do realize if this fucks up, you've you you're gonna kill an entire yeah. uh, season of film. Yeah. You're gonna ki- no, you're gonna kill like an entire roster of films. <laughs> yeah, it'll just have you know you know Scott uh, not Scott Snyder, Zack Snyder, Zack Snyder. Zack Snyder, you know he'll know that, you know the biographies about him. Zack Snyder, the guy who killed Superman. You know, and then right, and then in the corner having a little celebration will be Joel Schumacher. <laughs> it's like yeah. <laughs> Bat nipples don't seem so funny now, do they? <laughs> it's the best, you know, that's the one good thing about having nowhere else to go but up. Yeah. In groovy news, uh, this is last week, um, we've been back and forth on whether we're getting a sequel to the Evil Dead movie that came out a couple of years ago and that Sam Raimi was going to do the sequel to Evil Dead and now it turns out that gonna, stars are going to do, do a 10 episode TV show. A TV show. And it's going to have Bruce Campbell in it as Ash. 
Yes. Um, a- which is, you know, I mean, you know, which is not necessarily surprising. No. Burn notice is over. Yeah. He needs money. Yeah. <laughs> you know, he can't live out of Hawaiian shirts all the time. That's right. That's right. I mean, like, I'm sure the guy at this point in his career, he's not hurting for money. I'm yeah. sure he made a really tasty packet. And he's me. being producer on plenty of things as well. Yes, that's true. That's true. But I mean, to, to say like, hey, surprise, he's returning his ashes, like, yeah. really? You know, is it really a surprise? But in a way, it's been so long since he has. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Like, but his acting style hasn't really changed. No, no. <laughs> he's always been Ash. Oh, well, or, 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 or it's like, I wouldn't say that he's always been Ash. It's just that Ash was always Bruce Campbell. Yes. And he has continued to be Bruce Campbell in everything. Yeah, he just dials up and down the level of Bruce he puts into anything. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's just a question of like, if, if you know, if you're getting a really Bruce Campbell-y performance, uh-huh. you know that the director hasn't spoken to him. Yeah. If you, if you get him... <laughs> If he's if he's <laughs> toning it down, it down, if yeah. he's toned it down, you know he's being directed. Yeah. Um, but I just like the fact that in the press release, it's like Campbell B was reprising his role as Ash, the stock boy, aging Lothario, and chainsaw-handed monster hunter, who spent the last thirty years avoiding responsibility, and maturity, and the terrors of the Evil Dead. Now I like that in that it sets him up as like he's going to be just living in a trailer park somewhere doing fuck all. Basically, and basically like it sets him up as having not changed one bit. Yeah. Yeah, which is great, you know, yeah. which is a similar thing to, uh, you know, the, the proposed Bill and Ted 3 movie, like the, the bits of stories, story details that we've heard. That like, they haven't changed the universe, right? That they haven't changed the world, you know, mm-hmm. and, they, and what happens... <laughs> it's like, what if you know that you're supposed to have written the song that changes the world... And it hasn't, and then, happened, and it hasn't happened, what do you do with that? <laughs> you know? And I think that that's very clever. Yeah. Speaking of Bruce Campbell, though, I just saw this trailer this morning for The Color of Time. Did you hear that this? Yes, yes, with uh, James, Franco, James Franco, Zach Braff. Bruce Campbell. Bruce Campbell. And, uh, um, Jessica Chastain. Jessica Chastain. Like, it's insane, this cast. Mila, um, Mila Kunis. Yeah, and it's, I think it's... Uh, it's friends, man. What? These people are friends. Yeah, I know that. But <laughs> it's uh, based upon some Pulitzer Prize, or Pulitzer Prize winning author's book or writings or something like that. And I just had a quick look at the directors to see what's on that. Yeah, it's directed like by everyone. There's nine people there's directing nine, it. There's nine people writing and nine, directing There's nine it. women, I think it is, all women. Not as Bruce, though. There's, yeah, but there's nine people right who all wrote and directed it. I don't understand how that works. It's, it's not a vignette movie. Like, no. James Franco seems to be in all of it. Yeah, yeah. And uh, did you get the um, introduction to the trailer by by James Franco? No, no, I didn't. Yeah, have you uh, watched the trailer on, on Apple? Yeah. Uh, on Apple trailers, yeah, you get James Franco gives you a little introduction and it's it's it, it almost makes you want to turn it off. Really? Because he's just—I mean—he's not being rude or anything, but he's just sort of like sitting there. Is he being insufferable? He's just sort of like, yeah. Uh, so you know, it's a trailer. It's movie time. It's got a great cast. You know, just you know. And I was just like, ah. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. I mean, it looks like it's a very much an art film, but. I mean, it's, that, that it, cast it, is interesting. I mean, Jessica Chastain, anything she's in these days, he's just got like, ooh. No, I mean, it looks like it's got a little bit of a Terrence Malicky kind of a feel to it, you yeah. know. And and that that that's that's that, you never know where where, where that's going to go. Yeah. Because there's two Terrence Malicks. Yeah. <laughs> are you going to get dinosaurs, or you know, are you, you going to get like you're going to get the Tree of Life, or are you going to get fucking Badlands? Yeah. You know, you're not going to get you're not going to get both. <laughs> I mean, it's I, a very short list to pull from with those because he only yeah. makes like one movie every three decades. Although, although I mean, these days he's, he's gotten better. He's, yeah. he's you know ramming it up a little bit, yeah. but you know, someone told him there's a fast forward in the edit. It's like thing. the last sort of coherent like film that he made. That had, this has a proper narrative. It was probably the Thin Red Line. That wasn't that co- proper narrative. No, but it had a narrative. You know, it I had mean, a narrative, but it wasn't a coherent proper you know, one. The Tree of Life. I mean, it's like I actually, you know, people ask me, "Do you like Tree of Life?" It's like, yeah, I like it as long as you have three sittings. Yeah. <laughs> 
I don't think I would have liked it if I had to watch the whole thing in one sitting. Really? Well, because it's incredibly slow. Yeah. You know, it's beautiful. But... I mean, it's beautiful. I mean, it's beautifully shot. Like, every shot is just stunning. You know, you can... It's beautiful to watch. There's just nothing happening. But not enough happens for you to just be like... I mean, and, and the thing is, is that it's... Sometimes you think, like, okay, is a movie this long because... You just don't get it. It's like no, this this movie is very easy to understand. You know exactly what's going on. You, this is this is Terrence Malick showing you the birth of life. You know, okay? it's it's very you know and we're going back to the dinosaurs because he feels that we're all fucking idiots and we need to go that far back. Yeah. You know, okay, fine, I get it. It looks great. It looks great. <laughs> the dinosaurs are awesome. I love the way that they speak by not doing anything. No, I mean, well, I mean, I mean the, the way that these fucking dinosaurs communicate with each other. I mean, it's, it's it's great. But you know. You, you kind of get the impression that all dinosaurs are hippies. Nope, no, you know, nothing fucking happens. You know, it's like there's, or a, is it that all there's a dead dinosaur in the stream, and, you know, it, it, it kind of, the, in a Terrence Malick movie, you, you, you don't get the impression that the dinosaur died because it was attacked. Yeah. You get the impression that the dinosaur realized it was going to die and went out to the lake to die in peace. Yeah, it died, <laughs> that, of, existen- it died of existential angst. Yes, that's, that's Terrence Malick's <laughs> Jurassic Park. You know. Website went live, by the way. <laughs> For Jurassic, Jurassic Park 4. Jurassic, Jurassic World. Jurassic um, World. Uh, speaking of Jurassic Park, just a quick digression. Um, Twitter's fantastic because you can just follow people and see them talk. If you follow the same people, you see the chats between them. Yeah. So, you know the comic book artist Becky Cloonan? Yes. She tweeted about, imagine this. So somebody, this is all on Storify. I'll put a link up to this as well. So she put up a link, just a tweet to, imagine this. Jurassic Park, but instead of breeding raptors, they breed Freddy Kruegers. Goofy throwaway tweet just to keep your tweet stream going. But uh, artists like uh, Ollie Moss yeah. and Cameron Stewart yeah. started sketching this shit. Oh, great. So there's like, uh, you know, there's, there's ones of like, you know, push the little one push from coming out of the egg, little Freddy's coming out of the egg, or there's like all the Freddy's in the uh, rapture paddock. Oh, that's cool. It's not <laughs> shit, didn't look. So I'll put up a link to that, but it's just, yeah, there's like, what's the, the talk um, Dr. Grant gives about the Velociraptor, only he's holding Freddy's glove. Little things like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, They're just, yeah, the, you know, these guys obviously love the movie and they just did these little pencil sketches of it. It's really fucking cool. I was reminded of that, like that piece of dialogue with Jeff Goldman's like, and, uh, how, how, how much are you going to charge for, uh, people to c- come and see you? Like your, your little, uh, dinosaur farm? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, it's, you know, 150 a head. And it's like, oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Uh, it sounded like you said 150 a head. Oh, yeah. no, no, no. Oh, great. I was about to kill myself. <laughs> it's like, it's 250 a head. <laughs> 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 that last thing you've seen that dance track was somebody who was it some TV show had it where they questioned about the fact that he used the same line in like three or four movies the faster faster must go faster line I think yeah, he said yeah, yeah. it in like two or three and Steven Spielberg freaked out him once he found that out apparently <laughs> uh, Jeff Goldblum man he's a legend he's a legend he's selling light bulbs now isn't he he's light bulbs he sells everything yeah I'd buy a light bulb from Jeff Goldblum. Fuck yeah. Jeff, Jeff Goldblum I'd buy a used light bulb from <laughs> Jeff Goldblum. Oh, you're, oh, you're in beige. Vision in beige. <laughs> Have you seen the movie Deep Cover? Mm. With uh, uh, Lawrence, Lawrence Fishburne. Fishburne. Lawrence Fishburne? Yeah. yeah great film. Yeah. Okay. A little bit of local news. Yes. So, thankfully, um, Malaysian cinemas after Gone Girl was supposed to come out in October and Fox decided that uh, the local Fox distributor decided that the number of cuts they were being asked the movie has been taken out of release plan due to the excessive censor cuts required which significantly affects the movie experience they said 
Yeah. Which is pretty cool of them. Yep. It's a better way to do it than to release some crap in the cinema. Yep, yep. Like, uh, Forgetting Sarah Marshall has, like, I think 28 fucking minutes missing from it in its Malaysian release because the whole subplot with Kenneth from mm-hmm. the 30 Rock is just not yeah, in yeah, yeah, His yeah, wife yeah. is not in the movie at yeah, all. Yeah. He just seems worried for no reason. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of oddly surreal character because it's only when you watch it at home you realize that he's terrified of Cunnilingus. But apparently, Fox now, it's, it's going to be released on December 6th in Malaysia, and it will have an 18 rating, and it will keep its original... There's a weird phrase here. It'll keep its original runtime. Now, did I tell you about seeing Mamma Mia in the cinema? Mm-hmm. We were the only two people laughing, horrifying. We had had some drinks back yeah, 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 yeah. But um, there's no slow-mo in that movie. But there's right. one scene where Meryl Streep is running up a hill with everyone dancing behind her, and it goes to slow-mo, because if they cut the film and the soundtrack... Mm-hmm. The, they would be able to sync. Right, right, right. The music would no longer sync up with the... With the if they, if, you can, you'll, you're, sorry, you'll hear the music jump, mm-hmm. which would be really distracting, and the audience will know it's a cut. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it'll have to match it up and stuff like that. Yeah. So I was, I thought afterwards maybe that that must have been what they did. They just did a... They, insert, they slowed the scene down to cover the scene they cut. And right. Let the music play at the normal speed. Right. So I'm hoping that doesn't make... Well, you know what? It doesn't make a difference because I would have seen the movie by then anyway. Yeah. Because I'm not fucking... Taking a chance. I'm, I mean, like, I'm not watching. I'm not watching Gone Girl in a Malaysian cinema. No fucking way. No. I mean, I'm going to Singapore this weekend. I'll probably watch it there. It's playing there now. Yeah. So. Is the your wife going with you? Hell no. Yeah. <laughs> 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 leave the country with the wife. <laughs> uh, no, I, I meant some more to Gone Girl because I just heard like you know relationships go into very strange places after people watch that together. Yeah, because like th- there's things to talk about. Yeah. And it's like, well, you know, what did you think about that? Mm. Well, I thought he was absolutely right. No, I, I mean, thought, like, well, no, I thought she was right. Yeah. Oh. And and if that happens, David, that's exactly what David Fincher wants. Yeah. I've read in interviews that David Fincher is like my biggest fantasy is that this movie will cause like thousands of divorces. <laughs> like that's what he wants. Your Honor, I'd like to enter into evidence exhibit A, a ticket stub for Gone Girl, dated December the sixth. <laughs> he changed, Your Honor. <laughs> you know, I mean, uh, I'm very excited about that film. I mean, it's the reviews have been great. David yeah. Fincher is great. It's hard not to get excited about it. Yeah. Um, I mean, like, I, I've been wanting to read the book, but I don't want to... Spoil the I don't, film. I don't want to spoil the film. Yeah. Because uh, I'm just very curious. And apparently, people who do love the book don't like some of the changes they made to the film, so I think it's one of those ones where you might be... It's always hard to go with that book-film thing. It's hard. It's hard. I mean, like, I was watching the um, the writer's uh, roundtable. The Hollywood Reporter does this uh, roundtable thing, like, when it talk actors or writers, directors, and, um, you know, is it, uh, you know, Gillian Flynn was... Is it Gillian or Gillian? Gillian. Yeah, Gillian. I, it was, I, was, I heard this somewhere that it was definitely, it's Gillian, not Gillian. Okay. Now, like, Gillian <coughs> was talking about that, you know, because uh, she wrote the book, she's adapted the uh, her own book for the screen. Yeah. And it's just that whole idea of, like, she was saying that when she was writing it, that she had this uh, sort of, like, poster that she put in front of her where it's like, this is a movie. Yeah. You know, and it's just a completely different, because apparently in the book, there's a lot of internal monologues. Mm. And, like, there's a lot of internal monologue. In this would be a good death. You know, so so it's just like, how do you, how do you translate thinking you know like internal monologues in, into a film so there's bound to be changes and also films you cannot be as indulgent as you can be in a book you know in a unless book, you're Terrence Malick in a book yeah you know I mean Terrence Malick is the only fucker I can think of who can make a three hour movie with a mo- that has no dialogue that has eight minutes <laughs> you know? it's, like, it's like how do you do that I remember when I was watching Treat of Light and I just remember like 20 minutes had gone by and I was like no one has said anything <laughs> 
mean like there's internal monologue, you know, like there's VO. Yeah, yeah. You know, but no one said like, anything to each other. Yeah, no, no one has. There's been no interaction. So no one, it fails the Bechdel test, is you, what you're you, saying. You're it fails so, all humanity tests. You just sort of uh, you're watching, and, and I didn't realize it. I was like, "Fuck, this is. Am I? Something's weird. Oh, that's right. No one has said anything to anyone." <laughs> And it's one of those bizarre things, like in, in this day and age, that's that's unheard of. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you've seen the rise of the planet of the apes? Dawn of the Race Dawn of the Rise. I haven't of seen the, the second one. The I second haven't. one, like the first ten minutes, it's a similar it's a similar thing, but obviously not quite so mm. head scratching in that they're either just you know, gesturing yeah. to each other or maybe I don't think there's much sign language either. There's yeah. a little bit of sign language they roll it rolls into sign language and then I know, later. But there's talking. communication. Yeah. There's communication. There's no communication in this one. When someone finally does say something to someone, you're almost pissed off that it doesn't mean m- m- anything. You know, it's like... Pass the salt. It's just it's some <laughs> some random shit like that. Like, where is he? You know, and it's just like, he's out in the yard. <laughs> you know? It's like, fuck you, Terry. <laughs> Do you realize how many fights I get into with my wife every time I say, hey, let's watch the new Terrence Malick movie? She's like, fuck that. Your Honor, I'd like to present Exhibit B and take it stuff for the tree of life. You know, I'm, I made I made her watch the tree of life. The reason it took three sittings is because of my wife. Yeah. You know, she's just like, she, well, by the way, the second and third screening, I was on my own. <laughs> She's just like, fuck this shit. <laughs> Nothing's happening. <laughs> and, and it puts you in a very awkward situation because she's not, she's not wrong. Yeah. You can't like, no, but wait, the fucking car is about to explode any minute. This is ours, honey. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> is, is this a canvas? No, it's a fucking TV set. <laughs> okay, we should probably like move on. Yeah. This is the Tree of Life cast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, there's a good few trailers that came out, one of which just, again, puts another fucking nail in the corpse of Happy Gilmore. Fucking the Cobbler movie. Did you see the trailer for this? Yeah, I saw the trailer for the Cobbler. Well, a load of old Cobblers. <laughs> you know, the, the really surprising thing is... Is the casting. Is the... Well, I mean, the casting is... I mean, it doesn't look like... How he keeps getting money? You know, it doesn't Adam look... Adam Sandler is who yeah. we're talking about, by the way. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it doesn't look like Adam Sandler is the problem. It looks like the movie's the problem. Mm. I don't mind when Adam Sandler... But Adam Sandler keeps doing problem movies, therefore he is the problem. Yeah. And yeah. if it's by his production company, he decided to make the problem. Is this by his production company? I don't know. I, I don't imagine. think so. I mean, the big surprise is that this is not an Adam, your regular Adam Sandler joint. This is written and directed by Thomas McCarthy. Yeah. The guy who directed the, the station, station agent in The Visitor. In The Visitor. You know, I mean, these are... The, the guy who introduced uh, Tyrion Lannister to the world. Yes. This is a fucking art house... Writer and director. <laughs> he's making a movie about a guy who's cobbling old cobbling machine. If he puts on their shoes, he essentially becomes them for a while. Yeah, you know, I mean, so basically, this is you got the director of the station agent who is trying to make a heartfelt Adam Sandler film, and it just looks like a fucking train wreck. See, the problem with that is it's a heartfelt film with Adam Sandler in it. No, I mean, like Adam Sandler. You know, Adam Sandler pisses me off. But having said that, he's made he's made some movies that I really like. Mm. And when Adam Sandler plays, but that was about twenty years ago. No, when, when Adam Sandler plays it straight, I don't mind him. I actually think that the guy can act. Yeah, no, that, that's I mean that why things like what he does annoy so much is because yeah, he can you, do it. Yeah, uh, you know, you 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 heard that? But did you hear that uh, criticism that uh, Mark Romo did about him? 
Like why why he has such an issue with uh, Adam Sandler? Because it, yeah, he, I he's mean, proven it's it. every fucking week. It's like punch drunk love. Yes. Why has he not done more Pun- like that? Punch drunk. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I can't say I disagree. Every time Matt Kamal mentions punch drunk, punch drunk love, you take yeah. a drink. It's every fucking week he gives out. Yeah. 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 Well, that's bound to happen. But yeah, no, the trailer. But looks- yeah, just fucking Dustin Hoffman's in it in the middle of it, and fucking Ellen Barkin and Steve Buscemi, and you're like. No, the pedigree's there. But you know what? Steve Buscemi carries no more weight now. Yeah. There is no, he, no more weight. But he was... So Steve Buscemi has been in every Adam Sandler yeah. shit, shit sandwich. In, you know, like... He turns up... He t- Did you... Have you seen Grown Ups? No, I still can't bring myself to watch those. Okay, unfortunately I have. Mm-hmm. And you know what? I, I, I even saw Grown Ups 2. And Grown Ups 2 is better than Grown Ups 1. That, but, you know, that doesn't mean much. Yeah. However, Steve Buscemi... Sells his soul in Grown Ups too. <laughs> Steve Buscemi dresses up as fucking Flavor Flav. You know. <laughs> You're kidding, right? I'm, I'm oh like, god, I'm not <clears throat> kidding. And however, and this is really like the shocker. Grown Ups Two is so bad that the best thing about it is Taylor Lautner. Oh wow! Taylor Lautner is in it as an asshole. Taylor Lautner is the Wolf Boy from Twilight. Oh, right, 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 yeah. Taylor, La- Taylor Lautner the guy, is... The-, the guy who's got the expression of a canoe on his face the whole time. I know, but the thing is, Taylor Lautner, you know what? If Taylor Lautner does, a- does another comedy, I'm watching it. Yeah. Because the guy's actually funny. <laughs> he's playing an obnoxious... He's slightly smaller than you are. He's a slightly smaller, but, but he's, a, he's an obnoxious frat boy. Yeah. And he's he's the best thing in Grown Ups 2. Wow. And it shocked me. And I also... He, he, he also took, o- took over uh, Andy Samberg in an, in an ITV comedy. Oh. And I saw a clip of that. What? ITV. Yeah, yeah, yeah. ITV. Yeah, yeah. Like UK. IT, yeah, UK. Like Andy uh, Samberg. Andy Samberg was playing a character in a night in an ITV comedy show. I can't remember what it's called. That just that sentence makes no sense. To me. I know. And then they did a season. <laughs> it was very successful, but they wanted to bring Andy Samberg back, but he wasn't free or something like that. So, so, right? so, so to replace him, they got Taylor Lautner, and Taylor Lautner is repl- uh, and and they showed a clip. And Taylor Lautner was really funny. <laughs> so, so it was just kind of like, it's Taylor Lautner playing the kind of role that you would, you would imagine Andy Samberg play. Yeah. Um, but I can't remember what it's called, but just, you know, you can Google that shit. Yeah. And it's actually really funny. So, you know what? I mean, Taylor Lautner, if Taylor Lautner, like, continue, if he wants to, like, continue doing comedies, I'll pay to see it. Yeah. Cool. How did we end up talking? Oh, yeah, the comedy. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, it just looks, it looks odd and there's some weird stuff going on with regards to, he sees a hot European model and her, she drops off her boyfriend's shoes for cobbling and yeah, yeah. he slips them on and he's all get to do the dirty. And then he becomes the boyfriend. Yeah. Which is kind of fucked up. Totally, right? It's like and really it, creepy and fucked up. And like, thankfully they showed the scene in the trailer where she's like, come on into the shower with me and he realizes he can't take his shoes off because then he'll, he'll turn back to schlubby Adam, uh, Adam Sandberg. So, Adam Sandler. So, he doesn't, and then he turns into his dead dad to kind of go for his last dinner with his mom. I know, I know, I know. It's, it's like what it's the Dustin fuck? Hoffman, and it's like really Jesus. It's like Jesus. What what's happened here? Yeah. Uh. Oh, nice. Like for those of you at home, Gavin's showing me his hand solo carbonite ice cubes. Oh shit! Broke. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty cool. <laughs> You get one big one at the end, do you? Yeah, 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 there's a big one. That's what she said. Oh, yeah, here you go. Yeah, Yeah, this is really good radio. (laughs) Fuck it. There's another trailer. If you you want to give me shit for, like, uh, you know, breaking it up, you can email me at podcast.com. Yeah, no, I'm not going to give him shit for getting the ice. So, um, 
Uma Pagan from uh, BFM and Geeks in Malaysia podcast, which I've been on a few times and stuff, he's popped up with this fucking trailer that intrigues me and, like, it's weird. It's called Robot Overlords. Yeah, yeah. I've Have you heard of this? Yeah, no, like it looks like one of those things that that guy's the asylum. You know, the guys who yeah. came up with Transmorphers and um, what was the other one? Atlantic Rim. Yes. Yeah, the guys who come up with the rip-off cheap-ass yeah. movies that try to confuse grandparents into getting them for Christmas for their yeah. kids. Princess of Mars. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Is that one as well? Yep. Yeah. Um, so there was this trailer, and it looked like I thought it was a bad video game, or it looked like that. But um, it's done by a guy called John Wright, who did an Irish horror movie called Grabbers. Have you heard mm-hmm. of Grabbers? I've heard of Grabbers, yes. It's supposed to be a bit like Tremors, but the monsters are only, res- they're allergic to alcohol, so all the populace get shit-faced so they won't get eaten, apparently. I've been meaning to watch it, and that got me interested. And then I watched the trailer, and Ben fucking Kingsley's in it. <laughs> like, I- I- you can say he'll turn up for, you know, anything, but this is like, you know, dodgy CG giant robots walking around the place. And he looks a lot, I thought it was, um, what's his name, the guy who plays Freddy? England, England? Uh, Robert, England. Uh, uh, Robert England. Robert England. He yeah. looks like Robert England for the first half of the trailer. And I was like, ah, oh, Robert England, that, that's the kind of level he'd be in. And then you see Ben Kings and you're like, what? Mm-hmm. And Gillian Anderson's in it as well. And right, I just, right. it, that's, it just, it's all these confusing, and the trailer looks like one of those asylum trailers as well. You mm-hmm. know, it's just very, very odd. Put the trailer up online, see if you think it's going to be a trick or not. I mean, it could just be he's keeping, uh, you know, to his low budget roots and trying to do something slightly different, but this trailer doesn't show it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But uh, interesting. Uh, in other news, I don't know if this has been cancelled. I didn't check this, but Mark Wahlberg is a six billion dollar man. Yes, yes, no, no. I, I heard about that. I heard about that. I increasingly cannot care about Mark Wahlberg. I think Transformers is the nail on the coffin. <laughs> I mean, he's, no, been, yeah, he's, like... been, he's been slowly chipping away the goodwill from the other guys, and he, I mean, I need to see Pain and Game. Maybe they'll top me up again. He was in that, right? Again. Yes, yes, yes. He was in Maybe that. that will replenish my thing because I can't handle him doing dumb anymore. I mean, it's, I mean, it's Peter Berg directing it, so I'm hoping it's not a dumb comedy where he doesn't know how to use his bionic implants. But you never know. Mm-hmm. I wonder if we'll get the line where he says, "Hey, I'm a transformer." <laughs> I think we found a fit. I think we found a transformer. So yeah, I don't know where they're going to go with the six million dollar man. It's like. Well, um, it seems fairly with, with obvious. Peter Berg is not going to be a comedy anyway, right? No, 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 no. I mean, you know what? I, Mark Wahlberg is kind of, um, you know, he's kind of converted me over the years. And I, and you know, I didn't have the massive issue with the Transformers movie that you did. Um, although... I still haven't gone back and done a, a point-by-point takedown of your, your review. Yeah, I need yeah, to go back and you know, listen to so that it's, uh, I'm, I, don't, I don't mind Mark Wahlberg. And it took me a very long time to come to that place. You know, because I, you know, I, I grew up when I grew up in the Marky Mark era, mm. so it was very. It took me a very long time to take Marky Mark seriously as an actor. But that's what I mean. He seems to have gotten to that point where he was taken seriously as an actor, and now he's gone back. The he's going back the other way. He's no, re- but he's always been. He's always been uh, a very transformer, a very mainstream sort of thing. No, I mean he needs a he needs a good role. He needs a good director. Yeah. And you know, Michael Bay doesn't strike me as the kind of director who spends a lot of time. Talking to actors about character, yeah, and it's like Gore Verbinski and no, but, uh, Jay Silent Bob. No, but Michael Bay has been very music. Michael Bay has been very upfront about the fact that he likes to work with imp- improvisational actors. Half of you know, anytime you watch a Michael Bay movie, guaranteed at least forty percent of it is improv, mm. which is which explains a lot. Yeah, you know. <laughs> 
It's like that guy T.J. Miller. I think it's T.J. Miller, the guy from the, who, from the first one. The guy, no, no, no uh, the guy from from the most recent one. Right. The guy who plays the comic relief character. If I think that's his name, I might have gotten it wrong. Um, but He's in he, the labs. No, like uh, Mark Wahlberg's right hand. You know that guy. You know um, that hippie dude who 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 was with Mark Wahlberg. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. He's in like he's in voiceover. I think he's in Big Hero Six and shit. Right. Yes, he is. He is. He is. And um, he was saying in an interview that like you know Michael Bay went up to him and it's like you know what's wrong, man? You know, like, you know, you were hired to be funny and you're not being funny. You know that kind of thing. Yeah. Which kind of leads you to believe it's like so the funny comes from the actor and not from not the script. The script. So a lot of it's improv. Yeah. And also a lot of the stuff from, from Armageddon is improv. A lot, I mean, shit, half, majority of, <laughs> majority of bad boys is fucking improv. Yeah. I mean, it's a fluke that yeah. bad boys ended up being as good as it was, like the first one. Cause Will Smith and Martin Lawrence, they just pretty much riffed, it. you know, like the whole thing. I mean, <laughs> I mean, come on. Who writes a line like, you know, like, hey, shit hey. Shit just got real. You know, hey, I ain't no Wesley Snipes. You know, it's, <laughs> I mean, what? The people who the people who are credited as the writers of Bad Boys are white. Ah. They are not going to write a line like that. Oh, and then, like, and then like after, always, always bet on black. Martin Lawrence, but that was that was Passenger Fifty Seven. Yeah, no, but Martin, Martin Lawrence saying that yeah. works perfectly because yeah. he ain't Wesley Snipes. Yes, <laughs> and, and then after he says that and he kicks the guy's ass, he's like, "That's what I'm talking about, <laughs> Wesley Snipes, Passenger 57. Yeah. You know, it's like, come on. Just in case you didn't get it. In case you didn't get it. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. Uh, there's some other photos that cropped up online, so we'll talk about Attack on Titan a little later, but there's a live-action version coming. Are you serious? Yeah. <laughs> You're about, there's already been, I think, a Hyundai ad or something like that. So there's been some... Now, these are press photos, so these are very much like the Terminator Genesis yeah, 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 photos yeah, we saw yeah, before. Yeah. Um, so they've released some character photos, so like you can see the city in the background. They've got... Like, they've got it shows, if you know Attack on Titan at all, we'll get to them flying around a bit, but it shows the maneuvering gear and the swords and the uniforms. And it's pretty, they haven't changed much. No, no. I mean, like, this is, it's going to be nuts. Yeah. You're like, how the fuck do you do this? Yeah. Because <laughs> it, well, well, we'll get to exactly why this is amazing later. But look at that, that's awesome. Well, yeah, 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 yeah. I'll get to yeah, why yeah. it's amazing, because this show is totally fucked up. This show is insane. I mean, like, just, uh, just reading the manga. Yeah. It's, it's so fucking disturbing. Yeah. And... You know, the, the, the Titans are just... We'll hold that there. Put a pin in it. All right. Um, you know the IT crowd? Yes, I know the IT crowd. Did you see this? It was the second? They only had two big, series, right? Big, big fan of the IT crowd. Yeah, they only had two series, right? It was it three, three or four? Three, three, three. 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 I think it was the third series where they had Street Countdown, right? Yes. Um, where Moss went on countdown. So yes. Moss and the IT went on countdown and kept getting nine letter words because all he was doing was reading out what they said and they said, can you use it in a sentence? For example, you know, if you don't know countdown, they give you 30 seconds yeah, to yeah, rearrange yeah. letters and consonants into a proper word and whoever gets the most letters gets the most points. Yeah. And so one of the ones that came up was T-N-E-T-E-N-N-B-A. And like they use the actual, for the, if you don't know the UK TV show countdown, these are the actual sets and the actual presenters mm -hmm. with Moss there. And ding, he said, ding, 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 ding. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we talked about this before. Yeah, yeah, we talked about this before. Yeah. And um, I, so, I love Countdown. Yeah. I, I fantasized about Carol Ornaments. have always, <laughs> there have been generations of students going home and, and just jerking, and off, jerking, off to, jerking off to Carol Ornaments. <laughs> they've got a new hotness now. I don't know what her name is, but like, yeah, they've got something going on she'll there. Never, she'll never be Carol. Mm. Carol, Carol. I'll have a pee, please, Carol. Carol's the shit. 
This, this is the show. See by the I never, I never bought Hello, but if Carol yeah. Vorderman was like showing off where she lives, I'd be like, yeah, uh, bitch. <laughs> You know, it's it's it's, 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 it's probably the, where it's the most exciting, boring quiz show you've <laughs> yeah, ever it's, seen in your it's, life. It's literally like it's a, is it? It's not Yahtzee, right? Is it? No, no, it's not. It's just word jumble. Yeah, but it's great. Yeah, I used to watch that with my nan. It was at tea time. It was fucking brilliant. It's like four o'clock, and yeah. that's all you do. Yeah, yeah. And you see these poor fuckers. And you're right. Up. I'd be fucking stoned. Yeah. <laughs> and coming up with a, trying to come up with a slat. A, 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 a strategy for um, choosing letters. And like and you get to choose whether you want a consonant. Or a vowel. I know. And isn't, and isn't the, uh, like, the prize, like, really shitty? Isn't yeah. Like, a thousand pounds or something? I think, it's, I think in, the, in the... I had a look at the IT crowd episode, and it is a kettle or something like that. It's, it's <laughs> something really stupid. Yeah. I mean, like... Because the, way- the show's gone on for 30 years. The, the big prizes ran out a long time ago. It's something really ridiculous. Yeah. I just remember, like, thinking, fuck... This is all that for nothing. Yeah. You get more going on blankety blank, you know what I mean? You get a blankety blank. It's like, we're paying! I never understood that. Like, is it to an account somewhere with some money in it, or they just give you a checkbook and a pen? Like, you put your own checkbook inside it? No, it's just a checkbook and a pen. You come down that weird English TV all again. We never get nostalgic about the past. We just talk about shit 80s British TV. It's not 80s. It's still on. <laughs> yeah, I know. We, we embraced it first back then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But anyway, so he gets this word. In the TV show, he gets this word, Tenetenba. Like, it's not Tenetenba. It's not a fucking word. He just says what the letters spell out. And then, you know, the host says, can you use that in a sentence? He says, good morning. That's a nice Tenetenba. Some guy went on Countdown <laughs> this week with a t-shirt that said, good morning. That's a nice Tenetenba. <laughs> The guy's name was Danny Davies, and he was grinning the whole way through the show. <laughs> and uh, somebody uh, tweeted Graham Linehan, who was the writer of the yeah, IT crowd, yeah, and yeah. he responded, this Danny Davies guy seems pretty cool. He responded with like, well, I didn't get any nine-letter words, because that's what Moss got all of. Yeah. Uh, he went there to drink milk and kick ass, but I only finished the milk. <laughs> oh, that's cool. It's just, that's awesome. It's like, that's I'm cool. amazed it took this long <laughs> for someone to do it, but... No, but there's got to be like a like a vetting process. You yeah. know? I mean, you can't be a fucking idiot and go on that show. Oh, I know that, but like, are you saying fans of the IT crowd reads? No, I'm just saying that you can't like you can't just be any guy off the street. Oh yeah, yeah, on yeah that yeah. show. Yeah, but not every guy off the street is you know a fan of the IT crowd. <laughs> well, that's their fucking problem. Yeah, just just get with the program. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. just bringing it back a little bit to something that's a bit more current and something that people might actually give a shit about. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, like. <laughs> Um, and I just have to bring this up because this just sounds entirely insane uh, about Chris Pratt, the mo- Chris Pratt's new movie that he's just signed on to, is that he signed on to Universal's uh, adaptation of Cowboy Ninja Viking. It was it's a graphic novel. Really? Yeah, it's a graphic cowboy novel. There's no um, verses in there, right? No, no, yeah, no. It's just a Cowboy Ninja Viking, um, which is. You know, it's a, it's a genre project. Obviously. Right? You know, uh, but it revolves around an assassin with multiple personality disorder who possesses the skills of a cowboy, a ninja, and a viking. And he works for a secret government program. Um, the the Zombieland writers, were the, uh, they wrote the, the, oh. the, the script. But it's basically, did they do the comic to get the movie, or is that based no, on... No, 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 no. It, uh, it was a graphic novel first. Uh, Mark Forster, um, the guy who should never ever direct an action film, uh, was he was attached to it, but now there's no director currently attached. Mm. Um, Chris Chris Pratt getting uh, boarding the project is the most traction it's seen in a while. Yeah. Um, the the in the graphic novel, it's about this guy Duncan, 
Hey, hey, brother's name. Mm. Um, and this guy's a result of a counterintelligence program made up of multiple personality disorder patients who are transformed into agents known as triplets. Mm. So called for there are three different, uh, I'm reading this shit. Yeah. Uh, uh, three different personalities, hence the title. Um, Duncan subsequently escapes and uses his skills to track down the billionaire who masterminded the program. Um, the three, like in, uh, apparently in the latest version of the script, the three different personalities um, physically manifest on screen as different actors. Oh, okay. But everyone who, you know, every, on, on the outside, everyone sees Chris Pratt. Chris Pratt. No, let's go. It's a bit like, what was that, um, what they did with the... The imaginary... Uh, the, uh, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so we don't know that, uh, like, now that Chris Pratt is, like, a big star, we don't know how much that's going to go. Yeah. You know? Maybe he'll play all of them because he's a comedian. He, he might. Because I mean, that would be, like, a great piece for it Jim, Carrey, Jim Carrey 15 years ago. Yes, it would be. Exactly yeah. right. Exactly right. <clears throat> yeah. Um, if, you know, I mean, this is the kind of movie, like, I, I bring it up because it sounds, this is, this is the perfect example of a film that can go either way. Yeah. You know, this is like, this could be... You know, forty-seven Ronin, the farce, yeah. <laughs> which would be the the actual film. Yeah. Uh, or I thought you liked that film. I did like it. Mm, I shut did, up. I did like it. I'm just talking. Stop down to peer pressure. I'm not. I haven't. I bought a poster. <laughs> <laughs> you got to. You got to be. You got to. You got to stick to your guns if you're yeah. gonna. You're gonna have a mm-hmm. fucking uh, poster of uh, forty-seven Ronin on your wall. Yeah. You know. But it was done by Matt Ferguson. Mm. So it's not to say like I bought the theatrical poster. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like this is like. You know, but yeah, there are there are those properties out there. Like, I've read, have you ever read Atomic Robo? Like, it's like Hellboy. Like, it's always on sale in Comicsology, but it's like Hellboy, but with a robot, like by Tesla's Tesla's robot. Mm-hmm. And he's like, he's the same kind of smart cracking, but it's just different enough that it's good. Right. And I've also heard of the Adventures of Doctor McNinja. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, that also like I, just, I hear about it enough. Are you from, serious? Yeah. He's a doctor who's all. It's basically Buckaroo Banzai in a way, but like it's generally supposed to be very very good. I think they might have uh, the guy, one of the guys involved might be involved with TV at some point as well. Right. But um, yeah, I keep I, I keep forgetting. I, I know I'm forgetting. Doctor McNinja. The, the Adventures of Doctor. And McNinja. people give a shit about McYap and Fraud. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck that. Okay. Another more. Com- oh, the other common news was that like that 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 may be getting moving more forward ahead. Uh, Sony dropped the Aaron Sorkin, Steve Jobs, Steve movie. Jobs um, uh, biopic, and then Five Second Rule Universal came along, picked it up, and blew the dust off it. Yeah. I don't know that. That's weird. It's it's weird. I mean, like, how can you not make that movie happen? Yeah. <laughs> like Aaron Sorkin slamming the slam door at Sony offices, going like, Danny, "I'm Aaron Sorkin. Can we a, walk and talk about this?" I got Danny Boyle. Yes. The fuck, Christian Bale. Uh, oh wait, no. Uh, well, Michael Fassbender. You know, I mean, either way. Mm. But you know that the, the two of them have a very himself and Danny Boyle have a very good conversation as they're walking from the Sony offices to the exit, like, and then they sit in silence in the car because they only do walk and talks. <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> that is true, actually. Danny Boyle as well. That was a tortured setup for a joke. But yeah, it was. Weird. I mean, yeah, I, I, fa- I can't see Fassbender as Steve Jobs. Yeah, I mean, I thought that Christian Bale was perfect. Yeah. Um, no, put a wig on it. <laughs> Get on it. <laughs> It's not take me the bass. It's like I need more bass in the headphones. I want my whole music collection in this thing. <laughs> Get on it! That's it, yeah. <laughs> big little, big little. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that'd be fucking genius. Give me the bass. <laughs> 
Who is this? Jobs! <laughs> I'm Steve Jobs! <laughs> we are all dead! If we do not get this click wheel working! Something else, isn't it? You didn't get that. It's Bill Burr. Ah. <laughs> From his podcast. <laughs> no, this was like for he was doing some charity thing and he went up and started talking shit about Steve Jobs like like a month after he died or something. I heard a talk about it. It's like because he was talking about uh, nerds. Yeah. You know, when is the ne- when is the nerd epidemic gonna end? Like yeah, that kind yeah, of shit. Yeah, and then after that he was just like speaking of nerds, yeah, nerd Jesus died this year, right? <laughs> Steve Jobs, <laughs> you put your music in, 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 in your phone, in your pocket. That's all right. But you know, big little, big little. Seriously, walking around the office eating some pretentious fruit like a pear. <laughs> <laughs> That's the one. Oh, here's another one. <laughs> here's another one. I just came up with on my way to work. <laughs> if you haven't already listened to Bill Burr, he is going to Australia at the end of this year. Oh fuck! I yeah. gotta tell Duncan. You need to check back. I I need to tell Duncan. There's no, I'm not flying. You're going to be there anyway, aren't you? At the if same time, if it's that time, it might be that time. Anyway, oh shit! Let's not talk about Kevin's schedule. Yeah. Um, nice tweet yesterday. I just happened to see this retweeted by somebody else from Sylvester Stallone. Mm-hmm. Made up with Bruce W. <laughs> A stand-up guy. My mistake. <laughs> Which, for those of you who listen to the show or know anything, yeah. you, during the expendable the negotiations for the Expendables three. Uh, he famously Willis. called, uh, he tweeted about Bruce Willis saying, he's greedy and lazy! Greedy and lazy! <laughs> Bruce Willis wanted like four million bucks for like four days work. Yeah. Or some shit like that. It's like, dude, the franchise didn't do that well. Yeah. Alright? And he didn't direct it, direct, uh, direct it directly at Bruce Willis, but he was like tweeting about Bruce Willis and then say he's not gonna be in the movie. No, but then I know about like 20 seconds later, it's like some people need to get over themselves. No, but Stallone did that. Remember uh, at Comic Con at the uh, uh, Expendables panel, yeah. he did the same thing about Seagal, Norris, and Van yeah. Damme. You know, when he, he did the same thing. It's like I don't know why, why they wouldn't come on. Maybe it was scheduling, or I don't know, insanity. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the first thing that hits you about Stallone is that this guy's actually pretty funny. Yeah, you know. But then the second thing that hits you about Stallone is that he's a bridge burning motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> he just keeps saying shit. I mean, he never had tax problems or wasted his money on anything too stupid, right? No, he just thought that, you know, he just uh, tried to uh, masquerade as an artist. You know, he, he had this whole painting career. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But, like, he hasn't, like, I mean, he doesn't need no need it. No. So, that's why you can be ballsy when you don't need it. Yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah I mean, I had the fucking money. I'd punch Bruce Willis in the nose. <laughs> if you could punch any any actor in... Didn't in we the- have this question about three no. years ago? Punch him in the back of the face? Like, if you could punch anyone in the back of the face, who would it be? Mm. Mm. Oh, this Okay, is... but we can divide it into into three groups. Mm. Um, male, female, and child actor. <laughs> <laughs> we got to cover all the bases. Yeah, so no, yeah, no one yeah. accuses us of being fucking sexist. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so... Um, hmm. And you can choose a child actor of someone who isn't necessarily a child actor anymore. But yeah, Jake Lloyd. Jake Lloyd. <laughs> The Jerry Maguire kid. Yeah. No, Jerry, yeah, yeah, yeah. Pudlecki, was that his name? Lipnicki or whatever. Lipnicki, that's the one. <laughs> Lipnicki. John Lipnicki. Just for his name. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Lipnicki! <Yeah. laughs> Think fast! Uh, 
Lindsay Lohan, maybe? Lindsay Lohan, as a child or now? <laughs> now. <laughs> I'm, not, they're, they're, I'm trying to, just trying to think of somebody who annoys the fuck out of me, but I can't remember who it is, male-wise. Yeah. I'd choose Taylor Swift. Yeah? Yeah, because... And tell know, her to shake it off? No, because then, then you know I'd get a song. Yeah. <laughs> and you tell her to shake it off. Yeah, just shake it off, shake man. It off. Hey, <laughs> hey, haters gonna hate, bitch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> What's your problem? <laughs> and she goes down at the first punch. <laughs> so, oh, Dr. Dice. <laughs> <laughs> Melissa McCarthy. Oh, shit. <laughs> oh, that's a good one. <laughs> that's a really good one. And I still think Hayden Christensen deserves a punch. Oh, that's a really good one, too. But yeah. I can't use that. Mm. Mm. And Bruce Willis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I know. Jai Courtney. Jai Courtney. <laughs> For ruining everything he's in. Yeah, and, and he's going to be dead shot. What? In the Suicide Squad. Oh, okay, that's that's doomed. Yeah. I mean, Term- Terminator Genesis is going to be bad as it is. It sounds like a thing you catch. I've got, I've got, Doctor, what is it? You have a bad case of Terminator Genesis. Right. Yes. You got a bad case of... Like, if you say it fast enough. Mm. But yeah, he t- I mean, I'm not saying everything he t- touches turns to shit. He just tends to be in things that are shit. I'm not saying co- correlation is not causation is not correlation, mm-hmm. but the data is beginning to pile up. Yes. I Frankenstein, Terminator Genesis looks like shit. Die Hard was fo- there, I forgot there was a Die Hard fourth Die Hard moment until just this minute because I repressed it so fucking hard. I didn't even fifth. remember why fifth. I wanted to put fifth. Fifth, sorry. Yes, fifth. God. Yeah. Four was good. Four was all in comparison. Yeah. Four was really fucking work of art. <laughs> Yeah. News. Um, finally, um, I'd like to hit James Franco. Oh, yeah. He's a good, that's who I was thinking of, actually. James, I'd like to hit James Franco. I'd, I'd like to hit him when he's in one of those moments in the Colors of Time movie where he's just sitting there thinking. No, you know, I, I, you know, I like... Uh, you know that James Franco is thinking, act, look, he does? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That. yeah, 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 yeah just want yeah. to just come in from off screen and just get a fall. Like, it's it, kind of, even though even the, the knuckles, it's like a closed fist across I, no, the back. No, I, I would like to go up to James Franco at one of his fucking art installation shows. And hit him on the back of the head in that one. You well, know? Would you go back of the knees with a baseball bat first and then just <laughs> tap on the top? Shit, no. I'd go full-on maniac and slice the ankles. <laughs> you know? <laughs> I don't think iTunes have a thing for, like, darkness. We've already got the explicit tag flagged, but I don't know if we can do that. Um, what's his name? Director of uh, the first Thor movie. Kenneth Branagh. Kenneth Branagh. Finally, he's given us more than a fucking shoe. Yeah. It was a trailer for the Cinderella this morning. Cinder- yes, I saw it. It looks like they're playing it pretty straight, but Kate Blanchett looks like she's having fucking well of a time. time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, Kate Blanchett, you know, I mean, she just looks like, you know, I mean, Kate Blanchett should always play a villain, unless it's in an Indiana Jones movie. Yes. Yes. And in an awful week. <laughs> that was an awful fucking week. Yeah, it was an but awful week. But there's just a kick-ass scene of her holding the gas slipper. Yes. And it just is like... Fuck, I want to see this movie. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, fuck yeah. The, I don't even, the kid, I don't even know who the fucking kid is. Um, <laughs> ben Chaplin's playing Cinderella's dad. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and Haley, Haley Atwell playing Cinderella's mom. Mm. Yeah. Oh, is that how Because she was all blonde. Yeah, yeah, she's blonde. I didn't recognize her yeah, at yeah, all. Yeah, 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 that's Haley She Atwell. keeps cropping up in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. They're, mm-hmm. they're slowly, like, they're dead. She's still here. The show's coming the same yeah, way. No, no, I mean, I've been seeing um, the clips for the Agent, uh, Agent Carter show, and yeah. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. My wife isn't. My wife hates her. Really? Oh yeah, yeah I've heard we've gone over that before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's because probably because I like. Her. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, it looks like they're playing it pretty straight. I, we, I can't remember. Was I talking to you about the Ends of the Woods thing last time? You didn't know anything about it, or someone else? You knew about it, right? I know about, yeah, about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was a new trailer. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I, I don't know. I, I, I've heard of it. I know it's a musical. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I know that Meryl Streep's in it, but I didn't know what it was about. 
Yeah. It seems to be Meryl Streep gets James Corden and Emily Blunt to get fairy tales things for her to lift some curse off them. Yeah. Is that it? Yeah. Oh. Well, it looks quite interesting for another fairy tale thing. And I mean, you're talking about Ben Chaplin there, but um, Captain James T. Kirk himself, uh, Chris Pine, yeah. looks like. He's uh he's like douchey McDouchebag in yeah. the in the in the trailer he has the immortal line I was brought up to be charming not uh, honest or something like yes, that yes 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 but he looks like he's got that 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 uh, Dale stubble that takes weeks to or to to organize mm-hmm. you know that kind of like you're trying to look messy but it's the stubble that like you have to have you have to trim with a very fine just put your hand right in my right in there didn't you, you just got it right <laughs> in there but he look, he looks kind of like funny and goofy in that. Which could uh, be yes, fun. Yes, yes. I still have no interest in the film. No. Because, <laughs> I mean, Anna Kendrick's in it, so I'm kind of interested. Who? Anna Kendrick. Oh, you like Anna Kendrick? Yeah. You don't like Anna Kendrick? I mean, like... Have you seen Pitch Perfect? No. You should see Pitch Perfect. It's a musical. I don't... No, do, it's I, not I, a musical. I, 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 it's like, not it's that got, kind of musical. It's got fucking songs in it. Yeah, know, like, they're good songs. And it's, you know... Okay, fair enough. The cup dance is a bit... And it's, it's got Rebel Wilson in it. Rebel Wilson, to me, is just like... You know, the opposite of Cinema Viagra. You know, it's just like, I, I, s- <laughs> it's a funny, it's a clever, funny movie. You're letting, you're letting, you're letting it. I'm, I'm, you know, you're letting yourself down. Right. Uh, am I? Yeah. Am I? This is my problem. Yeah. I'm not angry. I, no, I'm just disappointed. No, you're disappointed. Yeah. <laughs> All right, mom. Yeah. Well, you gave Tree of Life three fucking goes and you won't give her bitch one. <laughs> Tree of Life, no one breaks out in the song once. Yeah. The dinosaurs, that'd be funny. <laughs> Dinosaur, Even if they did, it would be a voiceover. Yeah. Do you want to talk about Attack on Titan? We could cool stuff first. All right. So, uh, first up, there's a Sleepy Totoro toy. Have you heard of this? What? Totoro. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Have you seen... There's a Sleepy Totoro toy? No, no, no. So, in the... Where's this? You can buy it. It's, it's online. I think they're already sold out in Japan. I'll put a link up in the, the show notes. Well, it's so... If you don't know my neighbor, my neighbor Totoro. So, there's a big scene in the movie where Totoro's sleeping in his lair... And he just lies on his back and his mouth goes huge as he yes, snores. Yes, 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 yes. So this is a little Totoro that lies down on you. He's lying down and when you hold his, uh, you tap it, when you squeeze his paw, his mouth opens and he snores. Why didn't his... you tell me about this? Because I'm already burying you. I, I have to rein in. I have to, you know, I, sometimes there isn't shit that you can buy. So I have to hold things back so that for look, those rainy just, days, I, I, I'll give I, you I, some... Look, I tell you what, like stop sending me that T-Fury shit and send me this. <laughs> Send me something that you think I might actually think about. It's like the t-shirts come at such a rate where I'm like, I cannot buy anymore. This is ridiculous. <laughs> you know? I know, but I'm, I'm, you gotta... Have you, you know, heard of... Um, I'm waiting until you say you're pretty low on cash and then I'm going to send it to you. I'm always low on cash. Okay, I'll send it to you. All right. <laughs> you get the thing I sent you. <laughs> but it looks, it looks kind of cool. It's kind of, it's kind of creepy as well, but his mouth does open and close in time with him with it snoring. Fuck. It looks pretty good. I mean, they had, um, it's on Kotaku.com. They have... Oh, that site. Yeah. Oh, fuck. I'm not sure. Uh, there's a toy... They have a toy box. Yeah, no, no, I know, I know. That, 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 should, that, that, that site's a fucking... I should block that from my browser. Bank account black hole. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah but Kotaku's mostly other news. It's not just all that kind of stuff. But they do have... Uh, they had photos from... I think it was the Miyazaki exhibition. You know, was it, they did some exhibition thing. Yes. And there is a giant Totoro with a little girl sitting on it. Yes, yes. You can't lie on his belly yourself, which I think is a big mistake. They should give people like five minute goes of just lying on the Torah's belly. Uh, you know, I mean, like, I think that, 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 that's like the kind of thing that you grew up hoping to do, you know? Mm. I mean, like, I, like, if I had unlimited supplies, I would build a bed like that. The mm. whole bed is just a Toro and just, you just sleep like you're on his belly. It's a water bed. Uh, on my side, cool bits. Um, have you heard of this, uh, website, I am 8-bit? 
Yes, and this is the sequel uh, company. Yes. The sequel thing. Yes, we both said this at the same time. Because <laughs> <laughs> I posted this on my Facebook as well, and a lot of people the, were like, holy the, shit, this the, is so... The sequel gallery is amazing. It's for sequels that never were. So yeah. it's made Pit. It's very similar to Gallery 1988. It is, it is, it is. Um, we've got some... I mean, there's a monster... I hated the fact that I found this. Yeah. <laughs> I was just like, oh my god. Why is... Why... <laughs> I mean, we've got. There's a really cool Monster Squad two one. My favorite um, is the actually the AI two. Oh, okay. Where's that? Was because that actually looks like it's possible. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, no, I had to say the Batman two. Oh yes, yes. Adam West. Adam West versus Bane, Bane looks perfect. looks amazing. And I really like the fact that I mean, it's a very subtle. One of the. I mean, there should be again. We love all of these. The only thing that we can do is give them categories. One I thought was just so clever and so like minimalist was the last Starfighter Zerd's Revenge. Yes, yes. Which is a PlayStation controller yes. lying down and that has like the rock. It looks that those controllers look a little bit like the Gunstar. Yes. And, and it's got the shadow of the Gunstar underneath it and there's a little bit of light where the engines would be and it's got the same old font and you're like, fuck yeah, motherfucker. Yeah. No, I mean, my favorite was, uh, my, my favorites were AI2, Batman 2, um, in terms of an idea, Bigger Trouble in Little China. I don't like the poster. Oh, really? Yeah. I thought it was, I mean, it's kind of a cute cartoony. It's a, I mean, it's, it's very Samurai Jack looking, but. You know, uh, Blade Runner 2054, that, that, that looks cool. And that looks actually in time with the 80s. Yeah, uh, King Conan, uh, that looks cool. Yeah, the Labyrinth one. I like a lot. Yes. Uh, like one, a of, lot. one of Nadia's friends posted, uh, you know, oh, this poster is my life. I was like, what? You're constantly getting strangled by David Bowie <laughs> and face paint? Uh, but just to tie into what you said, my neighbor Totoro 2 yeah. looks awesome. There's a cool one there as well. It's just like it's the Totoro and the mini Totoro. They never explain what those mini little guys are, right? Yeah. He's just my neighbor Totoro and they're just... Because we watched it and Nadia fell asleep. She wasn't well. Yeah. But the other, one, the other one is the Rocketeer 2. Yes, it's a very cool. There's a there's Crimson someone, Skies. There's someone has done that style of like it's a very Soviet era style. Like there's yeah. a lot of you can get Magneto and um, uh, Galvat- uh, Megatron posters like that as well. The whole covers of that Meg- where was it All Hail Megatron were all like that. That comic series. Yeah, Titanic Two Above Zero. It's a nice minimalist one, but they still live looks cool as well. Yeah, we're just this all look this all makes sense when you see it yeah uh, um, the, the Top Gun 2 poster is pretty 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 badass as well conceptually yeah that, that, that's just nice the, when you when you see a, a 15 Tomcat in like head on mm-hmm. it's a really weird looking thing mm-hmm. you know they've got those big engines and they can't yeah. seem to be hanging off of a thing that should not be able to hold yeah, them yeah 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 conceptually the one that wins it for me is Spaceballs 3 the search for Spaceballs 2 <laughs> <laughs> because Spaceballs 2 was supposed to be the quest for more money yeah 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 I mean, like, I, I love the title for the Goonies one. I just hate the poster. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a very... It's got this Friday matinee style going yeah, on. Yeah, it's it's yeah, very yeah. sketchy, but the Legend of the Sasquatches... But as a concept for, for, a, for a line of posters, I think it's genius. Yeah. And, and I'm surprised... And the, and, the, and the Barbarella 2 by Ashley Wood is pretty, pretty, pretty cool as well. Mm. But I like Ashley Wood's work. Yeah. You know, I know a girl who uh, used to fucking... Really? Where is ah. <laughs> There's Hobo with a shotgun too as well, which is where is There's a funny one which is like t- playing off the kind of the shining recut for comedy value, the Torrances. Mm-hmm. Where is the Barbarello 2 one? Slow more man. It's on Maybe top. It's one of the more recent ones. It's next to Batman. Next to Batman, it's between Batman and AI2. You're on the IM8 bit page, right? Yes. Oh right, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a small one. 
Yes. Yes. Okay. It's, it's only we. Anyway, so that's cool stuff. Please uh, go check this place out. Yeah. It's we need very to see cool. if we can sort out some affiliate programs and get paid for some of this shit. Yeah. <laughs> Did I have another one? That sequel. No, that was it. Yeah, that's all I got. Yeah. Emails. Right. We got some emails. If you would like to engage in the insanity, you can get us at podcast at com or use the contact us form on the website. This first message comes in from Robert Tussin. I do like a bit of Robert Tussin. The message says, These two look like the male versions of Velma from Scooby-Doo. That said, who would you rather have a drink with? Jesse Eisenberg or Hayden Christensen and why? Hayden Christensen, because then I could punch him later and he wouldn't remember. Uh, I would have a drink with uh, Jesse Eisenberg. I would too. <laughs> you know, because... You know, he's, because he's not Hayden Christensen. Well, I, you know, I mean, they they have both annoyed me on different occasions. But Jesse Eisenberg, you know, like when I stopped giving that guy shit, you know, the first time I watched Jesse Eisenberg was in a film called Roger Dodger, mm. uh, which is a film that I think is really really cool. And if you just look at the movies they've made, like if you if, Jesse Eisenberg's Adventureland, right? Yeah, yeah, that's like a great if, film. No, like if you have nothing else to talk about other than the hey, so when you were making this, what happened? I'd rather talk to Jesse Eisenberg. Yeah. Because once you take the Star Wars movies out of the equation... Shattered Glass. Shattered Glass, I mean, I like that movie. I felt it was, it was still too much of what I'd seen of him in Star Wars. We had this conversation yeah, three weeks yeah, ago, yeah. I think. But I felt no. like... It but, didn't Jesse, show, but Jesse Eisenberg... When you do those things with, like, you know, fucking Daniel Radcliffe is doing every horror movie and weird shit he can do so he can show he's not Harry Potter. That was... It may have been good acting. But I know, but it it's kind of like it's kind of funny. You watch the trailer for Horns, and no matter what he does, you're like, it's Harry, Harry Potter. Potter. <laughs> it's Harry Potter with horns. Hey, Harry Potter's doing an American accent. Uh. <laughs> you know. Uh, whereas, like with Hayden Christensen, I actually don't think Hayden Christensen's a bad actor. I just think that he's incredibly unfortunate that he has zero taste in role selection. Because mm. because aside from what like, else has he done since then? Aside from my life as a house and uh, and Shattered Glass, he's done nothing good. Like he came close to doing a good film with Jumper, but even that was like actually yeah, I forgot about Jumper. As Samuel L. Jackson wants you to forget about Jumper, but yeah. I, I think she was all right. No, I mean it was a great concept, yeah. but it just you know I mean it's Doug Liman's worst film mm. easily. Doug Liman. Doug Liman. Doug Liman. Doug Liman. Liman, is that how you pronounce it? He's not fucking French, asshole. Doug Liman. Doug Liman. Doug Liman. Doug Liman. To me, Liman is L Y. I mean, that's the problem when you just got, you know, like if you're a fucking filmmaker, you know, like tell people how it's pronounced. You call yourself a writer? There's so many, it's like, you know, I mean, like it's Jewish with an L. With a Y. You know, but. Doug Liman. Doug Liman. Doug Liman. Doug Liman sounds so much cooler than Doug Liman. Doug Liman, maybe. Doug Liman. Doug Liman. Doug Liman. Doug Liman. Doug Liman. Actually, it's not, it's not French. It's, you're going for it. Like, he's definitely Chinese. Doug Liman. Doug Liman. Doug Liman. Doug Liman. Exactly. I think it's Doug Liman's best film. I mean, worst film. Um, but Jesse Eisenberg has done movies that you want to talk about. You know, yeah. he did Roger Dodger, he did Adventureland, he did Zombieland. Um, you know, he the Social Network, Social Network. Fucking, he's Lex Luthor. Yeah, I kind of forgot that. I forgot that was him in Zombieland because that's the Social Network cast a shadow. 
But because uh, you know it was a, a zeitgeisty thing, but Zombieland also Zombieland was great. No, I mean like I would have a drink with Jesse Eisenberg just so I can ask. Hey, when you were doing thirty minutes or less, did you want to beat the shit out of Aziz Ansari? <laughs> did you ever ask him? You know, like because you know like Aziz Ansari comes under fire for always shouting in his stand up. Yeah. Now I get that. But finds a Bill Burr. He admitted yeah. that. He's like my voice is fucked this week on the Monday Morning Podcast because. Yeah. I'm not clever. I can't write jokes. I just shout at people. I know. And Aziz Ansari does that shit as well. Like, I understand you do that on your fucking, you know, stand-up act. But why do you feel the need to do that in movies as well? Yeah. You know? You're messing up the sound mix. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> our, our second email comes in from FKA Chops. FKA Chops? Yeah. FKA. What's FKA? FKA Twigs? And a message are your top three favorite anti-heroes. Go. Top three favorite anti-heroes, Jack Burton. Jack Burton. As a Jack Burton always says. <laughs> the man with no name. man with no name, yeah. Han Solo. Han Solo. He's an anti-hero. Yeah, Mad Max. Um, in the first two. Not still in, men. Yeah. Um, no, so, no, no, and we don't, we don't need another Tina Turner song. No, no, no. Yeah. Okay, so Jack Burton. Oh, yep. Yeah, Jack Burton. <laughs> <laughs> so Jack Burton, anti-hero. Fuck. The man with no name has to be one because I mean, our would Tyler Durden count? Kind of, but he's also the hero. Spoilers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if that's still a spoiler, it's then almost twenty. That's almost it's ninety-six, right? Ninety-seven. Ninety-seven. Ninety-seven or ninety-eight. No, actually, it might have been 99. It might be 99. Yeah, 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 yeah 99. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I remember. I was in London. Because that and X-Men, the first X-Men came out in 99, they both yeah, had yeah, been going yeah, through yeah, the brain yeah, yeah. credit sequence, which is weird at the time. Fuck, I'm having flashbacks to Savoy 1. Anywho. So, Jack Burton, Mad Max, um... Fuck. An anti-hero. It was a man with no name, right? Because he kind of fucked over Duco a few times. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he was like, he was there for himself, but, you know. You know. And also, I mean, I don't know, it's not the same character in, is it Pale Riders, the one where he goes into the... They recursed Christen the Town Hell. You know that one? Uh, yeah, yeah, I can't remember. There's one where it's Clint Eastwood and yeah, basically. Yeah, yeah. I think it is Pillar. Yeah, and he basically he they don't really have a name for him or something like that, and he basically High Plains Drifter. Since, since since that you brought it up, Clint Eastwood, um anti-hero, um could would you call the character he played in um Gran Torino an anti-hero? No. That's a hero? Yeah. I mean it's a reluctant hero. Reluctant yeah, reluctant. Hero. The anti-hero is usually someone who try like avoids it at all costs and ends up like well. Hmm. Well, you know what I mean, like... Like Mad Max, the original Mad Max is going on a murdering spree because his fucking wife got killed. Yeah, you know, I mean, like, I would say, um... What was the first one we came up with? Jack Burton. Yeah, Jack Burton, because, and yeah, Mad he's, Max. Not, he's, the, he's the sidekick who actually... You know what? Him. I'm just going to go full-on Kurt Russell and say Snake Plissken. Yeah, that's a, that, that's <laughs> a dictionary definition of an anti-hero. That's pretty... Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm trying to think, Stallone's done some, has he... No, Stallone's always been very happy to fucking play. Rambo. Yeah, Rambo. Yeah, the first, the first Rambo, the first Rambo would be an anti-hero in that the case of that. Like in the first, in the first one, he's the predator. He's the he's the bad guy in a way. Um, no, the ultimate anti-hero is Bilbo Baggins. <laughs> he's not an anti-hero. He's an avoiding hero, heroics kind of guy. <clears throat> Yeah, what other ideas? It's one of those hard things to get into the idea here. I mean, there is, I mean, I haven't read Joseph Campbell. There is probably a very clear definition of what an anti-hero is, but, and it is a term that gets bandied around too often. Mahoney. 
from Police Academy. He's a horny hero. <laughs> He's in many, many movies. <laughs> When's that reboot coming? I don't know. Well, yeah. So who, would, who, who would play Animal in a Police Academy remake? It's Animal, right? The guy who's like, yeah. Bobcat Goldthwait's yeah. character. Bobcat Guns and Roses album. Ah, shit. You know what I mean? Like, I just go against the type. I'd cast Rupert Grint. Oh, I'm really upset. No, I mean, it is it is a tough one. Is there an IMDb list we can look at? I mean, but... You know, Constantine also is very much an anti-hero. Comic book-wise, yes. TV hero-wise, no. But no, but even, even, even in the movie, I mean, you know, people give the movie shit. But yeah, I he thought... smoked the fuck out of that spider. <laughs> no, but he didn't want to yeah, fight. Yeah. You know, I mean, a lot of people give the Constantine movie shit. Mm. But the main reason they were so upset is because he wasn't English. Yeah. You know, I mean, Now they have an English one and they just pissed her off the show around him. Apparently. I, I gave up. I gave up on the show. I still haven't seen it yet. No, but I mean, like, I, I like the I like the movie, you know? I mean, I thought... Oh, I know, I know. I, I, I don't think I complain about it. You know, I thought I thought it was good. And they stayed true to the character. And Satan's awesome. What's his name? Peter Stormare. Yeah. And uh, Gabe Angel... Uh, Tilda Swinton. Tilda Swinton was awesome in that as well, because she's a total bitch. Yeah, no, but she looked amazing. Yeah. She was great in that role, because she, she has that androgynous kind of look. She played so, Orlando, a guy and a girl. Yeah. So I would say that, uh, yeah, it would be Jack Burton... Mad Max and Constantine. Hmm. I mean, I, 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 I just lend you my iPad. Fucking, that's my comic book collection now. Like, I have most of the run because it was 99 cents an issue. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, fuck yeah. It. And, uh, yeah, I need to read it again because I forgot about most of it. And then... You know, I'm sure I'm, I'm forgetting tons. Yeah. Ash. 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 Ash does not want to be a fucking hero. Ash does not want to be a hero. He spends the first quarter of the Evil Dead then, trying to get the fuck away and then make the grapes. He spends, like, the first three quarters of Army of Darkness. Trying not to fucking... Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. He's eating grapes. You said you said Evil Dead 2. 3. Oh, Evil Dead 3? The Medieval Dead. But yeah. So yeah. Email number 3 comes in from Jasmine. Jasmine says, Hi, Ian and Gavin. Uh, who's your favorite Care Bear? I like the lion guy. Oh, Did they count when they got friends, the Care Bear from Friends? I can't remember any of their fucking names. Neither can I. They, they all just sort of merge. the symbol... They all merge into one fucking sort of rainbow. You know, I, no. I don't know. I'm not familiar enough with the Care Bear. The one with the heart. Fuck it. <laughs> he seems like a nice... He seems like a cool guy. Yeah. Because he's not all He's not all about it. Yeah. So what are we reviewing again? What are you reviewing again? Sorry. Uh, my first review is... Um, well, I'll start with Wish I Was Here. Okay. Wish I Was Here probably got more publicity for the fact that it was, uh, you know, funded by Kickstarter. Oh, okay, because it's a Zach Brack movie. Yeah, the Zach Brack film. Um, essentially, this is, I mean, like, Zach Braff is... This is actually kind of remember the trailer now. It looked kind of cool. He's wearing a space helmet at a point. There's weird points. Yeah, I mean... Um, I love Garden State. Yeah, I love Garden State, too. It got a lot of shit after the fact, but I saw it at the Irish Film Festival. It was awesome. Well, I think part of the thing with, um, uh, with Wish I Was Here is that it is solely dependent on how you feel about Zach Braff. Right. If you find Zach Braff charming and funny... It's cool. You will like the film. So you liked it? Yes. Yeah, uh, I did like the film. Uh, the movie did come under some fire, like you know, like the critics sort of ba- blasted it for, you know, being, you know, in the dramatic points, 
not like uh, like like Zach Braff was out of his depth. So he directed as well, right? Yeah, you know, he, he wrote it with his brother, and um, it's it's about. Uh, I mean, he plays Aiden Bloom, um, an out of work actor who's trying to make ends meet, and you know, is, sim- this, is, similar, is there an Arrested Development tie in here? No, no. <laughs> similar to Garden State, you know, where yeah. he was an actor as well. Um, but in this one, he's really down his luck. His dad is dying. And As opposed to his dad having died in Garden State. Yeah, yeah, his dad is dying and, and he needs to, you know, he's trying to just make sense of his life. His And his dad, uh, the, I mean, like, where the plot kicks in is because his dad is dying, his dad spends all of his money on this uh, medical treatment. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, his dad is also the one who is paying for uh, Zach Braff's kids to go to Jewish school. Right. And... You know, it was important to the dad that they went to this school and he was going to pay for it. And that's the only reason they're in this Jewish school. Oi. Yeah. And now that the dad has uh, basically spent all of his money on this, the kids can't afford to go to school anymore, so Zach Braff tries to homeschool them. And the dad has massive issues with the fact that Zach Braff pissed his life away on an acting career, which mm-hmm. didn't happen. And now his wife, uh, Zach Braff's wife, played by Kate Hudson, has has to try and support them. Okay. So um, and... Zach Braff's brother hates his dad. Zach, uh, the brother's played by Josh Gad. Oh. And, you know, you know I mean, like, it, it's got all of those things, all of the trappings that a movie like this would have. You know, it's it's about just sort of real, you know, it's it's like, it's a coming-of-age movie for adults. Yeah. It's a coming-of-age movie for 40-somethings. Like, uh, Garden State was a coming-of-age movie for 30-somethings. Yeah. This is 40-somethings. He's following the Kevin Smith path. It's, it's the, you know, it's it's the spiritual cousin to Garden State. Mm. If you liked Garden State, I don't see why you won't like this. Okay. You know, but it is very much dependent on how you feel about the Zach Braff brand of humor. Yeah. Um, I didn't find the film, I mean, like, the film's got some funny bits, but to me, the film is a full-on drama. Yeah. Um, and I, I enjoyed it. You know, I enjoyed it. I mean, like, the, the scenes, that there are some monologues in there. I mean, the one thing I did not like is that there's one line that's repeated just one too many times. You know, it's like that key line. Like it's it's a, it's a trailer line. Yeah. You know, and the line is when I when when my brother and I were kids, we used to imagine ourselves as heroes, the people who save the day. You know, but maybe we're just like everyone else, the mm. people who get saved. Yeah. It's a nice line, but it's used just one too many times. It opens the film, it comes up again in the middle, and then it closes the film, and you're just like. Mm. So I mean, like that was the one thing that didn't sit right for me. Yeah. But everything else about it felt very genuine. Huh. You know, uh, is it, it is sentimental in places, but it never feels not genuine, and that that's what helps sells it. There is a Comic Con angle to it. Really? Yeah, there is a Comic Con angle to it, and uh, and you do you do get to see Comic Con. Oh. So, so there is, and and if you've been to Comic Con, you can't just you can't help but feel, hey, I know that place, mm. you know. So that is there is that cool aspect to it. Cool, and it's got, you know, and it brings like, you know, uh, you know Jim Parsons, you know Sheldon from Big Bang Theory, he's in it as well. There's some nice little cameos in there, and the performances are solid. Cool. I'll look, I'll look it up. We should before we get into the next review, we should say that you've seen Interstellar since the last podcast. Yes. So we should get your thoughts. You know, I enjoyed it. Yeah. I enjoyed it. The only, you know, like, I think Interstellar's biggest problem are people like you and me. Mm. Uh, you know, film buffs. Yeah. Who feel the need to argue about whether or not it's a masterpiece mm. or whether or not it makes sense or whether or not, you know, like, how'd you feel about the third act? Mm. Um, and I've, I've seen, read, and heard so many fucking discussions 
that, that this, this is the reason this kind of thing is I understand what you're talking about and this is the kind of thing where I'm now no longer looking at Cinema Blend I think any links that come up for that I'm no longer going to look at them because they kind of they, you know they wanted to get those it was clickbait yeah it was like Interstellar's in the buzz right now people want to read about it but I said in my review it's not 2001 it's very plain what happens mm. and that's cool and all and the world they posit is pretty cool yeah no I mean it's like I, I mean I think it's a good film the only problem is that Christopher Nolan is now in this position where he for some, you know, like, you know, he's been put on such a pedestal that that Christopher Nolan no longer has the luxury of just making a good film. Yeah. He has to make a fucking life-changing masterpiece. Yeah. And if you really think about it, he's never made a life-changing masterpiece. Mm. He's made really good films. Speaking, you know. Just quickly on that, there's a guy who works for Slash Film. He's on the Slash Film podcast, Dave yeah. Chensky. Yes, yes. He's been, I've, I've been, I heard him mention it a few times in the podcast and he started getting back into playing the cello. He used to play as a kid. Yeah. He does a looping. So like our, like our friend David Knight, friend of the show. Yeah. Who, uh, when he plays live, he plays like he'll play a chord and then he'll loop it and yeah. he plays over and over and over. Yeah. David Chen has done in time the, from the soundtrack of, of um, Inception. Mm-hmm. So he's playing all the pieces himself. So like the first part is just him like slowly drawing the cello like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But when you hear it all looped together, it's amazing because it's a great, it's a great piece of music. I mean, it's Zimmer music, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, I'll put a link up to it as well because it, when you hear it, it's like it's fucking. It's an awesome version of it. Mm-hmm. And when you realize it's one guy playing all the parts, it's really really cool. Um, I enjoyed Interstellar. I yeah. mean, it, when when the did you, twi- did, you, did you roll a tear? No, no, no. Okay. Well, I, 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 I found plenty of moments of it that were quite. No, I mean um, emotionally uh, invested. Uh, no, I mean there there touching. are there are emotional moments in it, and and I I did you know it's not to say that I didn't feel anything, but you know it never got to that point where I cried. Yeah. But and case and tires are the fucking bomb. <laughs> yes, the ro- the ro- the robots are awesome. Yeah, and they're, they're written so well, and just like they just have very minimalist dialogue. Yeah, yeah. But what they have is yeah. like if we could build an AI like that, those are like they're they're like you know they're they're joking, but they're not joking. You know, there's a fantastic scene. Slight spoiler, but it's a fantastic scene where they're changing, they, they, they talk about the robot settings. It's yeah. like, what's your honesty setting? It's like, oh, it's 90%. It's like, why is it 90%? Well, sometimes you don't need to know. Yeah, yeah. And there's another, there's another point where they're, uh, they're, they're making adapt- adaptations to TARS. They all have four letter names, which is yeah. cool. And he's like, um, okay, reset your, uh, your uh, humor settings to, what, what's your humor setting? It's like, it's like, uh, 100%, set to 90. He's like, self-destruct, or the humor settings are at 60%, like, not, put, knock it up to 90. And he's like, Self-destruct activated. It's like, okay, let's knock it back down to 30. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's a really nice moment. And there's little small things as a coop, like the, the relationships with coop that has with them. Yeah, like, yeah. Safety no, first. Th- th- there are a lot of nice moments in the film. I and mean, yeah. I think, I think it's a very good film. You could uh, do a little trimming. Yeah. And I think, uh, you talked about... No, you- but then again, you know, you could trim it, but what would you trim? Because I was talking to, I was talking to my wife about this and we both really liked it. Mm-hmm. And we were talking about how long it was and we couldn't think of what we didn't, what you know shouldn't have been there. Mm. Uh, I mean, and Hathaway's I mean, fucking speech. No, I mean like as much as that annoyed me, you understood why it was there. It was for the dummies in the audience to catch up. No, because that's like that's like preparing them for the end. Like that has been the theme. No, I mean it, it's th- going th- to th- be th- the th- end th- theme. Th- there was clunky dialogue. There was clunky dialogue all over the place. Mm. You know, peppered throughout. You know, and and I did not like that monologue, but I understood why it was there. I mean. I don't, whether you agree with why it's there or not is besides the point. It's to get people prepared for that. Like they've already the, the theme has it's, already. It's, it's the setup. Yeah. You know, it's the setup. You know, and whether or not you agree with agree with how it was set up is besides the point. The bottom line is it, there is a reason for that monologue. Mm. There's something I've heard as well from other people. I think you mentioned you earlier. 
off cast about how, you know, people are playing 2001 and stuff. There's not as much visual amazingness because he went with a very, someone pointed out, it's like a NASA, like a lot of the footage is very NASA-ish. Like when they're in the, the landers. Yeah. The, the footage is very much like from a camera mounted on outside the lander. Yeah. Like there's a few shots of them like from a, from a, a back distance, but it keeps it very close and very real. Yeah. Which works for the movie, but kind of wanted to have that beauty shot of like the endurance doing something cool. Yeah. yeah. But, uh, yeah, I mean, no, I, I really enjoyed it. I, I, like I said last time, um, I could see where it was going with certain things that were not publicized beforehand. Yeah. The whole bookcase stuff. Yeah. Like, yeah once yeah. it said to be like no longer, it wasn't just a little throwaway line that the daughter was a bit imaginative. Yeah. It wasn't just to establish her as an imaginative child. It was like, yeah. there's actually a thing here. Yeah. And that then became a heavy handed thing when, he should, he, should, he should catch on quick enough yeah. that it's him doing it. Yeah. But um, I, I heard another, uh, I was thinking on the Empire podcast, they were, they, one of them railed against the anti-science part of it because it seems at the start they've railed against science, but I don't think they have. I think it's just that the world's got so bad and they, have, yeah. they don't have any resources left. Yeah. It is literally like the only thing we can do is grow food. Yeah. We can't do anything else. We don't have the resources to do anything else. Yeah. And that, that world in itself is interesting. And the way they drop those hints, like, um, you know, I think there's something John Lithgow's character says, like, you know, He's the only one who remembers when there were six billion people on the planet. Yeah, yeah. When NASA talked about, like, there was a big problem with NASA when they were asked to kill starving people from orbit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That is very well done. These, yeah. the, the world is built in these tiny little hints of what how fucked up things are. Yeah. But when... when and Michael Caine cries in every Chris Nolan movie. Yeah. Every, but once you... But once you hit... The Bruce. But once you hit, to, once you hit the, uh, the twist... Mm. Honestly, seriously, what I felt was, this is um, this is like a good Shyamalan movie. Well, no, it's a it's a this it's is a, the this is no, the movie Twilight Zone. This is the movie that Shyamalan would have made between Unbreakable and The Village. Maybe, yeah. You know what I mean? It's like the well, way signs before or after that. The signs was after The Village. Yeah. You know, so like, this is like a <laughs> when when the twist came, he would have been in the Tesseract going. What a twist! <laughs> when when the twist came, I was like, yeah, this feels this feels very M Night. This feels yeah. very early day M Night Shyamalan. Yeah. But that yeah, I mean, I enjoyed it. Yeah, I enjoyed it. It kind of gives away. I mean, time is a flat circle after all. You haven't seen Brick. You haven't seen the, the True Detective yet. So yeah. yeah. And uh, next film I'm reviewing is uh, John Wick. John Wick, motherfucker, is what I hear from everybody. It's awesome. Uh. Explain to me the awesome. The story cannot get more simple. Uh, hit the most celebrated hitman ever. Like this is like the guy that he's not the boogeyman. He's the guy you send to kill the boogeyman. <laughs> <laughs> and this is in the film. That's a line of the That's film. That's a line nice. of the film. You know, and uh, you know he left. He left the. He left the underworld in order to uh, get married and be happy. Mm -hmm. His wife um, dies, gets sick, and dies. And leaves him this dog to Beagle, help right? to help help him grieve, so he won't be alone when he grieves. And then fucking Reek comes along, Reek from Game of Thrones, <laughs> yes. who is uh, you know <laughs> fucking Theon Greyjoy. Um, uh, what's his what's his, what's his Alfie Allen? Alfie Allen. So Lily Allen's brother. His name is uh, Yosef uh, Tarasov, uh, who and he, and he just sort of. You know, he see he, he meets uh, John Wick at a at a gas station. This is all in the trailer. Because John Wick likes his car. Yeah, likes his car a lot. Sees the car. It's like how much for the car? She's not for sale. That same night, uh, he goes and steals the car, kills the dog, beats the shit out of John Wick. Uh, all of this happens within 
24, 36 hours of him getting the dog. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. She dies that early? It's Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, but she, so I mean, she dies in the movie. Like. Yeah. So it's all very fresh yeah. for him. It's an open wound. Yeah, it's an open wound. This guy takes the dog. And uh, so he steals the car, takes the car to a chop shop run, uh, run by John Leguizamo. John Leguizamo is like, where'd you get this car? It's like, what the fuck does it matter? John Leguizamo beats Alfie Allen. And uh, Alfie Allen is the son... Alfie! Alfie Allen is the son of um, Vigo uh, Tarasov, who uh, used to be John Wick's boss, played by Michael Nyquist. Oh, okay. Mikhail Nyquist. Mikhail Nyquist. And, um, and there's this great moment. It's the first time, right, where you get a sense of who John Wick is, where after John Leguizamo uh, beats Alfie Allen, he invites John Wick over and has a drink with him and says... This is the person who took it. This is the person who said it. It's Vigo's son. Yeah. And then after John Wick leaves... Vigo? Yeah. After John Wick leaves, uh, John Leguizamo gets a call from Vigo. He's like, you struck my son. Why the fuck did you... Like, basically, you're going to die. Yeah. And then, I did it because your son stole John Wick's car and killed his dog. And there's this silence on the phone. And then Vigo just goes, oh. And hangs up. Yeah, I heard that. Someone told me that. Yeah, told me and that. and from that point on, you just get this urban legend of who John Wick is, and he's just indestructible. Yeah, and and they never tell you what the job that he did. Some yeah, job that was the legendary. Impossible job. The and impossible no one tells job. you what it is. No one tells you what it is. And from that point on, John Wick just turns into hell on wheels. Just the most badass fucking on-screen action hero you've seen in a long time. Cool. Um, the action sequences are awesome. And, you know, I mean, it's it's the best role Keanu Reeves has had in years. Yeah. And he really just, you know, he delivers. Awesome. Really, really I mean, it's, I, it's impossible to describe the action sequences because they're not, it's not to say they're difficult to describe, they're just incredibly fluid. Yeah, and I mean, from what I've seen in the trailers, it all seems very fast and like lightning reflexes. Yeah, and they maintain that the whole way through. Like he's always like he's just like he's fast. Yes, he's incredible. But he's not overly showy. He's no. efficient. No, I mean none of it feels um, like he's showing off with the cameras. Yeah, it's just yeah. like he's really good at his job, and his yeah. job is putting lead in people. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I mean, like if you like action films, <laughs> I don't see how you cannot like this. Uh, you know, it's it's. Just, I mean, it's not going to change the world. the The plot is ridiculously simple. Yeah. But it's very aware of itself in terms of they. It's 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 a comic book movie that's never been a comic book. Yeah, and, and it, it, it maintains it has a, it picks a tone that sticks with it. Right? Yeah, yeah, and it has a and it has a great sense of fun. I mean, for example, when when the Russians are speaking Russian, like certain words are highlighted in color. In spot in the subtitles, nice. Yeah, so and so it's they don't do that often enough. They used to they did it in Nightwatch movies where they had like certain people, like evil bastards, talked in like subtitles that were all barbed wire and shit. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's a nice, nice story. And it's a very, it's a very, um, you know, I mean, Keanu Reeves doesn't speak much in it. There's one scene where he's tied up and he has this sort of, this kind of monologue where he goes a little off, and that's good fun. Yeah. But for the most part, I mean, it's, it's just really hype. The hyper realism aspect and the world building is amazing. I've heard that as well. It's like, and all the characters are like able to. They build these characters with like a few lines. They yeah. Give, they, it gives yeah. you an impression of their past history. Yeah, and and you know, like there's this hotel called the Continental. And the Continentals run by Ian McShane. Uh, Lovejoy. Yeah. <laughs> you'll never, you'll and, never stop being Lovejoy. And, Bro- and Broyles is the concierge. Hey! You know? and, no, I mean, the cast is ridiculous. Yeah. Ian McShane. Willem, Willem Dafoe. Willem Dafoe. You know, Mikhail Nyquist. I mean, 
you know, it's John Leguizamo, I mean, Lance Reddick, it's an amazing fucking genre cast. Yeah. And the, the world that they create, like at the Continental, it's like the Continental is a hotel for people like John Wick. And it's like, you know, in Highlander, it's like ho- church is holy ground. Yeah. Same thing, like, you cannot conduct business in, in the, the Continental. Continental. <laughs> you know, and it's just, there's, 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 there's so little explanation, but you buy it immediately. Yeah. It's already as well. And the cinematography is amazing. Oh, yeah? Yeah, yeah. Now, not going to the spoilers. And, 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 and also, I mean, it is a 90s film. Really? It's very much a 90s film, oh. even down to the soundtrack. Awesome. The soundtrack is incredibly 90s. But it's good? It's good. Now, from what I've heard, I can imagine it going two ways with regards to, not you know, it's going to be a tragedy or whatever. Like, could there be a sequel? Um, There could be, but I... I hope there isn't. Okay, you know, it works as a piece. It works very well as a piece. It doesn't leave any loose ends. Cool. Um, no, it's more the fact that I mean, don't answer this question. I just wonder whether John Wick survives or doesn't, and because it mean it would, you know, finish it out if he died or whatever like that. And I can, I'll, I'll wait till I see it, so don't even say anything. But because um, I mean, you know, there's only so many ways that kind of revenge story can go. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I really want to see it. No, you should. It's it's really really fun. And good. Cool. Yeah. So that's my review. Cool. Now let's go. We're going balls deep anime. Oh, fuck. <laughs> we should do this every so often. Every so often there come along animes that you're told that are like the shiznit. Mm-hmm. Um, I stuck with Bleach for something like 60 fucking episodes. I'll have some more. Don't be a bitch. Get me some water. I stuck with Bleach. <laughs> I stuck with Bleach for like 60 episodes until the, I think it was a season where... The Bleach comic book. Bleach is a cool comic book, but we're not going to talk about that much. But a, a cool anime. But the comic, the TV show got ahead of the comics, so they basically TV writers wrote an episode, a whole season that has the characters at the beginning of that season and at the end of the season being the same place, so that they continue the main story when they come back to it, which was frustrating, and I gave up at that point. But like the certain show, so Neo Genesis and Evangelion is one. That's like everyone says you should see that. Um, Cowboy Bebop Cowboy Bebop yeah it's thankfully short Cowboy um, Bebop is the shortest anime I've ever seen in yeah. my life and yet so so influential yep there's a new Blu-ray of that account apparently the first Blu-ray edition came out recently instead of like shitty DVD quality mm-hmm. um, but Attack on Titan got a lot of buzz so I knew nothing about it and also I don't know what the Japanese version is called because Attack on Titan doesn't make any real sense yeah so, I was going to... <laughs> that was just put a huge hand solo in my drink. <laughs> you don't get more geeky than that. Gavin, you have just put a huge hand solo in my drink. Sounds like... Hey! <laughs> so, Attack on Titan. It's a very unique world they posit. So... Uh, it's essentially they say it's the year 850 or 845 or something like that mm-hmm. I've had notes on this for a while <laughs> so it starts with like three kids Aaron Mikasa and Armin yeah and Aaron from what you Gavin's read the first two books right so I, and I looked at the books the books are almost frame for frame a lot of the way so like Aaron does like like in the comic so the book, first two books covers how many eps uh, maybe about three or four shit that's but they're, they're really short <laughs> They're quite short. Right. But the thing is, I mean, it's when you get to a Titan attack, a Titan attack in the comic book frame is multiple things. So yeah. the world is, at some point in the past, uh, these things called Titans appeared. Mm-hmm. Now, most of them are 15 to 20 meters tall. 
They're just giant, weird-looking, like, they, their, their faces are always kind of slack-jawed. They look human, but they've no genitals, and they only eat people. They ignore wildlife, they ignore everything else, they only eat people. So, whatever, it, it feels like it's a far future thing, but we haven't got to the details of what actually, when it is exactly, because, you know, some of these shows can be, some anime shows can be in a weird remix of 1945's Europe and stuff like that. Um, and have a weird mix in this of like Japanese German culture. Mm -hmm. So all of humanity has uh, retreated back behind three walls that yep. are like Wall Cena, Wall Rose, and Wall Maria. And like they, they do, they do encompass a quite like it's not just like a small castle; it's quite a large land. Um, something I got from the comic book that's not quite explained in the anime: mm -hmm. uh, the towns on the outer wall mm -hmm. are like bumps outside it because of the Titans' attack. Mm -hmm. The army can concentrate their forces on defending the wall there because it will be bait for the Titans, as opposed to having to defend the entire wall, which is like it's it's like longer than the, the big Great Wall of China. It's yeah. fucking it encompasses a huge like a huge continental area. Mm -hmm. So the show starts with like these three kids, and there hasn't been a big Titan attack in a hundred years. Everyone's getting kind of complacent. Yep, yep. You've got the different types of groups, mm -hmm. uh, of army groups. You've got the recon corps who have the cool wings on the logos, who head out and try to reclaim the land outside. You've got the military police and you've got the wall, the garrison, the wall guards. Mm -hmm. And, um, there's a whole weird, Aaron is like, they see, he's like, wants to see the, the recon guys come back and they're like, they're like fucking nam vets. Yeah. Like this does not shy away from the horror of seeing your buddies eaten horrifically yeah, yeah. by giant weird looking monsters or parents yeah so in this first episode i mean we this is a spoiler this is in the book and this is i mean this sets up the whole show yeah they're kids yeah um aaron's dad is a doctor yeah and there's something going on yeah yeah there. there's something going on there. which i don't know about yet and uh well i do but a bit and um <laughs> while the kids are fucking around like aaron aaron is uh mikasa uh, not mikasa yeah, Mikasa, uh, his friend. Um, there's a whole, like, she just appears as a sister. Mm -hmm. She's not a sister. Yeah. And why she's not a sister, I think that's in the second book, right? That's in the second book. Yeah, book. and in that, in the cartoon, that's fucking hardcore. There's a huge, like, it, this is, like, this does not shy away from the realities of war. Yeah. Fucking murder, rape, pillage. But, but Japanese, anim Japanese animation has never shied away. You know, it, it's, <laughs> it's... No, but there's levels. But this is particularly, even looking at the comic books you gave me, where... Aaron's mother is eaten. Yeah. Like, there is... So, after all these years of peace, the walls are 50 feet tall. Yeah. The walls in the 5th precinct, I believe. Yeah. How do you explain that? Yeah. And and, and, and the walls and, have been built to uh, to keep the titans out, but then suddenly... A 50-foot, 60-foot... This, this colossal fucking titan, titan turns up. He's got no skin. Yeah. He's badass looking. <laughs> and he fucking smashes some of the wall. And then the armored titan, I don't think it's in the book so much, the armored titan appears. Mm. Who runs through the wall, making yeah. a hole for the rest. Yeah. And then they disappear. Yeah. And just a random fucking titan eats Aaron's yeah. mother in the most... Like, her leg is all fucking twisted and yeah. broken. I know, I know, it's I know. Pretty, it's actually, I think, more graphic than the comic book. Right. And he's... Vows then to fucking join the recon crowd and yeah. go out there because you can. The only way to kill these weird Titans are weird. This guy, I don't know how they're gonna explain this shit, but like you can only kill them by slicing out at the back of their neck. Yes, yes. So it jumps forward till in the comic book they jump forward to their graduation day. Yeah. In the anime 
There's a lot more of them getting out. There's a few episodes of them getting out of the danger zone. I see it. And there's a, I don't know whether maybe the books will show you things in flashback that the show shows you flashbacks, like it shows you the process instead. Mm-hmm. Like the, the TV show shows them joining the army. Mm-hmm. And one of the awesomest things in the show is the 3D maneuvering gear. So they have essentially um, Batman grappling hooks on either hip. And they have these giant boxes on either side which uh, hold their swords which are like uh, Stanley blades so if you like you know if, if you break yeah, one yeah, you yeah. snap it off and you stick another one on and because the only these titans are so tall the only way to kill them is you jump you like use your grappling hooks to fly around them essentially and it's in the anime it's amazing looking it's like matrix level mm-hmm. it just looks really fucking cool so the tv show does do a lot more about the training like at first Eren is so fucking hell bent on fucking revenge that he can't actually get through the core, but he eventually does. And um, one of the beautiful things they do is they build up this huge cast of characters in the car- in cartoon more than maybe the book. As I said, the book may flash back to these people to fill yeah. them in yeah, later, yeah, yeah, yeah. whereas in the TV show, they show a progression of it. You see the class. You see them struggling with their training. You see their arguments and stuff like that. Some of them definitely want to be in the top 10 so they can choose the cushy jobs, whereas Aaron, in the comic, there's, like, you know, there's a lot of like fucking scrawled kanji with like Aaron shouting at people the whole fucking time. That's in the cartoon exactly the same way. Like, he is on a hair trigger the whole fucking time. Yeah. When someone says, maybe we should leave the Titans alone, maybe they'll leave us alone. Like, what you fucking asshole? What the fuck? You know, he just starts spinning everywhere. But when Eren, like, uh, so when, when Eren comes, because, like, at the end of the second book, like, Eren sort of, like, he, he you know, he, he takes over like a Titan? Maybe. Or you finish, you finish at a re- that's a really bad place to stop. It's a really bad place to stop. <laughs> <laughs> you're, just, you're just like, I was like, because your main, your main, okay, your main character gets fucking eaten. Mm-hmm. We're yeah. not gonna go beyond. Like, it gets, uh, he's rescuing Armin as well. Armin. And what's brilliant is Armin is then sitting on a roof, paralyzed for the next like two or three episodes, because he's like, oh my god. But that doesn't take so long in, in the comic. No, where I, but like, it, 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 they 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 padded out because they, they they cut between things a lot. Yeah. You know, it takes a lot longer yeah, to yeah, establish yeah. the scene. But he gets his arm beaten off, eaten off, and fucking swallowed by somebody. Yeah, and like. And then this thing appears, which seems to be a titan appears that has got that fighting other titans. Yeah. And it goes from there to all sorts of awesome places. And it just keeps building mystery. I always watch this show. I mainline yeah, I, gotta, I, gotta, I gotta get the next two books. I'm, no, you gotta watch the fucking anime. I mainline it. They're pretty short. They're like 20. Got with you? Um, <laughs> no. Don't talk about piracy on the podcast. <laughs> Your Honor representing Exhibit C. Um, but... Uh, it's just watching the show. You can, you can, you get, you get sketches of the characters in the book. Yeah, and also it's hard to read right to left because <laughs> they're animated, they're manga style. So it took me a while to get used to that. Yeah, it took me a while to get used to that. But in the show, they flesh out the characters a lot more, and it's and they got the music playing as well. I'm like, oh, it's fucking heartbreaking. And yeah. you build up this huge cast of characters, and then half of them just get. Horribly, horribly, like, horribly. I mean, you talk about the worst war movies where you see the guy and his best friend try, like, has the most random death, yeah. right? Like, it means nothing. Yeah. That's every fucking, fucking ten, episode, minutes. ten minutes. Not yeah. every episode, like, three or four people eat it hard. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And it's, I mean, it's, it's really interesting. It's really interesting, like, reading the book, because, uh, reading the manga, because the manga's, uh, like, black and white, and in black and white, they're, they all kind of look the same. Yeah, and there is know? a bit of that in the show and, as well. And, like, and, and hey, you who's just, that guy? And you're just like, you know, like, you think you've gotten to know a character, but then, you know, they get eaten like 10 pages later. Yeah. And you don't know they've been eaten because you can't tell who's who. Yeah. You know, so But in a way, that works in the show as well as that it shows how fucked up it, it is. Fucked up it is, exactly. I mean, like, it actually works. It shows you, like, as you say, the horror of war is that, is, 
it's it's so random. You know, you, and you the, can't I mean, where you left off in the book, the anime did the similar thing to me because it's a thing that happens at the end of the first season of the anime where you're like, what the fuck? But it's, I mean, it's got a lot of plot. It's, it's really fucking good. It just, I can't, Neva Genesis of Evangelion, I love the robot design. It, it's the 2001 of anime. It goes all over the fucking place. Yeah. Um, I couldn't say it. I wouldn't highly recommend it, but Attack on Titan so good. I bought the fucking t-shirt. It's just, I have the, the, the survey corpse wings. All right. It's just because it's nice. It looks I, like, I have a different It looks one. like an Ed Hardy. I have a different you one. You got it. Yeah, you, you're in. You're yeah, in. I'm in. Once you're in, I've, I've thought about buying a cloak because there's a shop in Sunga Wong sells them. <laughs> No, I'm thinking. I'm, I'm thinking of uh, for for uh, for for JK's party. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking of. That's not a porn thing. I know, but what does she know? Yeah, I did see some at Singapore. They did have some. How do you know it's not on, Japanese porn? They had some Attack on Titan cosplayers. Yeah, yeah. and they had the the full the de- the gear is cool looking, and I think uh, Shafina. You know Shafina? She put me onto it. Yeah, I know Shafina. She's huge into it, and she put a video up of someone has built a working like it, you can't fly around <laughs> buildings, but it's the working 3D gear. Like it's just. It's a really interesting world. Like they basically got medieval style technology, but they have these grappling hook things that can, you know, they, they, they call them in the book as well. They add a little more to it, the black box technology, mm-hmm. as in someone knows technology from a past age, but it's not out there. Mm-hmm. It's just it's really intriguing. It asks a lot of questions, and it's death every day, every fucking day. Someone dies, and it's it really it, but it shows you how that gets on people's minds after a while. I highly recommend it. Um, it's available for download and purchase and everything. Watch the anime. I think the anime, I haven't seen, uh, re- reading those first two books you gave me, it's mm-hmm. incredibly similar. Yeah. Even down to, like, also, like, there's very little change. Like, what you see there is on screen. It's slightly ordered differently, but it's on screen. Like, even when Mikasa goes off, Mikasa's the badass bitch in the world. Um, even when she's going off after she ha- finds out about Aaron mm-hmm. and she does her like you know she goes around killing people and they mm-hmm. kind of get the gas stuff mm-hmm. that is all in there but it's, that, that's a little bit later because they do the training stuff first cool so yeah I mean I've been meaning to is, review this for a while no I mean like this is um, you know I mean I've I've been watching you know uh, Japanese animation for years mm. and you know I mean it's every title is good Give, you know, uh, to, in terms of, um, you know, in terms of ideas, I mean, there's so much good Japanese anime. Yeah. The, the, the big problem with anime is that it just goes on too long, like as you were saying with, with Bleach. Bleach, you know, uh, which is why, like, Cowboy Bebop is so refreshing. Yeah. How, however, having said that. Oh, have you seen, uh, well, how, I, I mean, however, having said that, so much anime has so much brilliance in it. Like, Bleach has so much brilliance in yeah. it. It's just that it gets watered down because they. Have you they, seen Planetes? No. You need to. I think I did a review of this at one point. It's the like. It's the. It, it's very uh, pertinent now after gravity. Yeah. It's the basically they're the cleanup crew. So our humanity has started flying into low Earth orbit, and there's a lot of space junk. Someone's got to go collect it, and it's about those guys. Mm-hmm. I would put it up there with Attack on Titan. It's as good as that. I mean, Attack on Titan is the first. Um, is the first one to come along in a while that I've. You hear from it everywhere, but I've been that I've been genuinely interested in. And you should. I'll you know, put, I was I was very hardcore into it for a very long time, and then it's amazing how working in it can sort of, <laughs> can sort of make you like take, take a break from it for a yeah. while. Because you know, I, I was like, uh, 
I was supervising the, the dub overs for anime for a while. And then after that, that was when I was like, you know what, I think I've seen enough anime. Mm. Um, and so I, that was when I took a break. But it's one of those things like, okay, we're in the thir- late 30s now. I was already I was already with this way with comics where it's like I'm not buying Superman every week. Yeah. But if there's a run that someone says that this is the run to get, yeah. this is yeah. awesome. You, yeah. you start picking. Yeah. Are you here? Planetary is taking everything you need to know about comics and remixing it. And, yeah. And then Attack on Titan is it's not doing anything like that, but it's doing it's taking a completely fresh look at a weird like it's a fucking weird concept. Yeah. There's no explanation of where these fucking crazy looking Titans come from mm. at all so far. Yeah. And they're just no, they're they're truly horrifying. Oh, when you and, see them moving, and, and, and some of them, and some of them <laughs> look like fucking hippies. Yeah, you know, it's like they got this long hair, fucking, and they got these weird slack jaw yeah, jeans, and, and, they've, got and they've all got this weird fucking smile. Like when you, when, you see, when you see them in the anime running or walk, because the most of them just walk around, pick people up, eat them. There's some of they call up normal titans who run and are, are a bit more reactive, and those things are fucking freaky. It's like Sadako coming out of the fucking TV. Sorry, that's Sadako. If you Sadako. were okay, if there was to be a Hollywood live action version of Attack on Titan, who would you get to direct it? I already have a director in mind. That's why I asked the question. Mm. <laughs> Thinking. I'm just gonna put it out there, Neil Marshall. Yeah, that's <laughs> no, that's perfect. You've seen his episodes of Game of Thrones. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's the one who's like, Neil Marshall's coming in. We need to get six hundred buckets of blood. <laughs> No, but yeah, he could handle that horror. No, but I mean, like, I think Neil Marshall... He can handle the action and the horror. Yeah, as long as the director of Game of Thrones and The Descent turns up... Yeah. ...and not the director of fucking, you know, Doomsday. Don't say fucking Doomsday. Doomsday's awesome. They're I playing like, five-year-old cannibals while they're eating a guy. Come I, on! I like, Come on! I like Doomsday. It's the other one he did that wasn't great. What's no, the other no, that? What was it? Centurion. Yeah. What? Yeah. No, that, that, that was, was alright. Right. Yeah. That was alright. Actually, all of his films are awesome. Yeah. The Centurion was, you know... Actually, you know what? I mean, uh, like, And most of his... Up until a point, all of his films start with D. Yeah. You know, but, you know, actually, to be honest with you, it's like, I like all of Neil Marshall's movies, except... Centurion's the one Channing Tatum, right? No, that was uh, The Eagle. Oh, The Eagle. Well, Centurion is the one... Michael Fassbender. Yeah. Yeah, it's good. Yeah. No, I like Doomsday. Yeah. I like Doomsday. I'm just saying that Doomsday is the wrong... The wrong tone. Mm. I would, very, oh, very much. No, I would say that... But Doomsday, his work on Game of Thrones shows that he can... No, but I would say Doomsday to me is the weakest he film he's done. He can slip right into that tone. <laughs> <laughs> Doomsday to me is his weakest film. Mm. Maybe. What do you have to Doomsday? Centurion. Yeah. Yeah, what, was this, what was Centurion again? Remind me. Centurion was... Uh, was Michael Fassbender trying to get home, right? Yeah, yeah, with Dominic West. Dominic West was in it as well. Yeah. McNulty. Yeah. What the fuck did I do? Dominic West should just say that. <laughs> Dominic West just say that in every movie. Yeah. The fuck did I do? Well, what was it? It was... Fuck. 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 What's The Wire? The Wire is awesome. Yeah. So yeah, it's like... Without, if, if, without The Wire, there would be no True Detective. No. And there would be no Walking Dead because apparently they just keep hiring guys from The Wire. Um... What's his name? Uh, one of the characters, the guy, who, the guy from the wire, who was like got out of jail, got back into the crime job, and then took the boxing gym. Oh yeah, yeah, he's in Walking he's Dead. He's in Walking he's Dead, in Walking and Dead. the black guy who was uh, ha- uh, Hank's partner, the guy, you know, the, yeah, the, the yeah, idiot yeah, white yeah. guy, the idiot black guy, but the idiot black guy got smart. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That guy's in it now. It's like they're just slowly building on all these characters. And meanwhile, Omar is just 
fucking doing whatever. Oh my Kevin! Oh my come! Oh my oh my! He was in I think I think he's in one of the Call of Duty games or something like that. I was like oh my! <laughs> All right, we've gone long, but we thank you for listening. Oh, we've finished the top ten. We forgot that last week. Yeah, right. Get your ass over here, motherfucker. All right. In Malaysia, and the top ten is it number ten? Gilibat. Number nine, Jezebel. Not Annabelle. Number eight, Ouija, which seems just awful. Number seven, Horns. horns. Number six, Spirit of the Evil. The Evil. Mm. Number five, Kung Fu Jungle. Number four, John Wick. Number t- number three, Don't Go Breaking My Heart 2. I missed Don't Go Breaking My Heart 1. Number two, Interstellar. And number one, Big Hero 6, which is a strangely reminiscent of the US box office that weekend. It's changed now, though. So, In the US, number ten, Birdman. That's quite a big showing. I mean... For I didn't know. I didn't realize Birdman got to top ten. Yeah. Number nine, Ouija. Uh, number eight, Nightcrawler, which I'm really I'm disappointed. Really, I didn't go to see the press screening of this because it's supposed to be really everyone good. says it's amazing. Yeah. Number seven, Fury. And uh, number six, Saint Vincent, not the band. Number five, Gone Girl. Still in there. Number four, Beyond the Lights. Number three, Interstellar. Oh, number two, Big Hero Six. Number one, Dumber Dumber Two. Yeah, I've been avoiding reviews of that because I want to see it myself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but no, but as the Farrelly brothers rightly pointed out, you know, it's like, they were like, why didn't you screen it? And he's like, well, you know what? Some of you guys don't remember this, but the first one got shit reviews. Mm. You know, it's like everyone looks at it as a classic now, but yeah. when that movie came out, it got shit reviews. Yeah. So we we didn't see the point. Yeah. I mean, that's a, that can be a worry, though. Um, Doesn't matter. I'm yeah. still going to see it. You know, yeah. it's like, it's one of those movies, like Dumb and Dumber was one of those movies that... I avoided it when it came out yeah. because when Dumb and Dumber came out, I was sick to death of Jim Carrey. Yeah. And then when I finally did see it, I was like, yeah, it's all right. And then about a year later, I saw it again and I nearly fucking had a heart attack from laughing. Yeah. It was just one of those Do weird... Do you want to hear the most annoying sound in the world? <laughs> Stop! Stop! <laughs> I mean, there's a lot of moments. Wow, that really spiked. Uh, there's a lot of moments in that movie that are like annoying, yeah. but as a whole... Where'd go? No, sir, stop. Don't worry. I'm a limo driver. <laughs> yeah, what do you get if you cross and ran a bulldog with a shih tzu? Called it a bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> we have been the McGavin Fries Movie Podcast. You've been listening to us for one hour and 50 minutes. Again, if you get to the end, email us or tweet us the code word bullshit. <laughs> and we'll give you a shout out next week's podcast. <laughs> we want to see how many people listen to this part. Yeah, yeah. Thanks. Bye, Neil.